Everybody, welcome back to the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. This is episode 36. We are sponsored by Fight Back CBD. You can now get 20% off your CBD order. It went it was 15. They've raised it to 15 for us. Appreciate you, Justin. Thank you. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. Um Highly suggest. Very much appreciated support. You're also going to see his logo at the beginning of our episodes now. He is our title sponsor, so nice. thank you for all your support, Justin. We animated him. Now. Yes. Nice. He flips He's our logo now the, in the beginning. He's so. in motion, yeah. My name is Milton Campus. I am a purple belt out of Fight Sports Coral Springs. You can check me out on Instagram at UncleMiltyBJJ. Joining me for, my, uh, uh, for co-hosting duties, Drew Phoenix. Drew Phoenix, black belt, A&M Jiu-Jitsu. Being for a lot of Del come train. IG? Oh, at uh, Drew underscore Phoenix. And the academy is at A and M B J J, spelled out. So, one thing that I forgot to talk to about you. Well, thank you for coming back again. For Appreciate sure. it. Yeah. Love having Thanks you part of the show. Me. Yes. One of the things that I remember that we didn't talk about, you know, we are a, we, you see the logo on the scroll. We are, the show is a We Defy ambassador. Nice. You were part of it. You trained at a gym that closed. They were a We Defy gym. Yeah, I'm working on getting mine. Too. That's my question. Are yeah. you gonna you gonna be? Because uh, sure. uh, I don't know if you saw their recent ambassador newsletter that just comes out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like they raised so much money that they're like I, I'm not, I don't want to get, get this wrong. Excuse me, but it should like almost double the amount of scholarships that they're gonna award this year. They stopped during COVID, so are they going to open it back up? They're opening it back up. For sure. And the number, because of the money that they've raised, the funds that they've raised, okay. is going to go up. Because uh, there are some vets in the bullpen ready to go. Yeah, well, look at the last newsletter that came from TJ. Right. I believe it's TJ and or Antonio. Is it yeah, an- T- Anthony. TJ. TJ's Anthony's good. also yeah. kind of our local South uh, Southwest region guy. Yeah. So, but check it out. So, yeah, I, I wasn't it. sure if you, there it is. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you, if your gym was, you know, the, if no. you've gone through the, the application process for A&M. Yeah. No, not yet. Okay. Because, you know, it's like head instructor. It's, it's, it's okay. business. It's, I get it. <laughs> it's no, no, crazy. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But we're working on that. And if you're a vet, like, please train. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least... Bo behind the camera, say hello to the carbon-based life forms, Bo. Hello, carbonites. <laughs> I purposely brought that up because I started to remember the other day, I was watching Ancient Aliens, Uh-oh. and you and I, early in our business career, yes. we used to like, uh, I did sales and he did the artwork and the, and the websites and stuff like that. Early in our in our business relationship, we used to just like leave the phone on, like we'd call each other. I don't think we did it through the, I don't think like we had the conferencing. We would just leave the phone on and work and talk. And I always had the TV on. He'd always have the TV on in the background. And we used to put ancient aliens on. <laughs> and then we would like, we would just be working. I'd be selling. Like, yeah. But you know what ancient aliens yeah. is? The ancient, right? Yeah. So, so it made me think of that. So and when I screwed I watched, up a job, when I screwed up yeah. a job for a client, I would just tell them it was aliens. <laughs> yeah, right? It's an alien in your logo. Don't ask me why. But, Bo, did you see this movie, The Phenomenon? No, not yet. You know what I'm talking about? The phenomenon. They were on Rogan recently. No, uh, I forget the guy's name. I think the last name is Frank. I think I need to catch up. That's I've been doing Travolta, so much right? politics. This is John no, Travolta. No, that, that's phenomenon. No, but this is a, a documentary oh. called The Phenomenon by aliens. 
it is all of like the recent stuff that's come out, like that the government has been releasing. It's well, got they released. Gov- you know, the government released two million uh, UFO reports, but this is the government's reports. This includes Air Force, if you're Navy, into spread, it, all this shit. If yeah. you're into it in any way, shape, or form, which I am, I like that kind yeah, of the ancient alien theory. Yeah. But this goes into just kind of all the site, a lot about the sightings and the like, you know, government, like you know. Yeah, military yeah, guys coming out and talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, it yeah. and how they were told to cover it. I mean, it goes all the way back to Roswell. I know there have been other documentaries like this, but like they well, have- Well, now with all like, this new information, absolutely. Yeah, new information, yeah. new videos at release, Navy saying, yes, that we, you know, legit, that was a unidentified flying object. We don't know what it was. Details about how like, you know, ships are coming out of the water. It was yeah, crazy. Could, now they call them aerial, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena. A-tip, so is it UAPs, ATIP or something UAPs, now it's called? UAP. Yeah. Uh, they always so change names of shit. It is, <laughs> it is probably the best. Well, Pluto's not a planet anymore, so. Those, supposedly. Those movies and documentaries typically have this kind of like, oh, really, come on, kind of feel to it. Like, well, because you get really the conspiracy get that guy thing. Talking, kinda, yeah. They, we're so used to hearing you've conspiracy got, theory that now everything we hear is like, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You've got so. legitimate people that are that are recently either left or still in government being interviewed. Great movie. I just finished it last night. It's it a great movie. Uh, I got it on Prime. On Prime. Oh, on Prime. So yeah, for it. It's on it iTunes. On I paid pay for, for it. it. I paid for it on Prime. Oh. Um, pa- I don't know why. My, my, right? It was like it was like one ninety nine on Prime, but I couldn't get it through the TV, so I had to. It was like three ninety nine through. Like I had to do it in the app, and then I could see it on the TV. I don't know why it's it's been doing that to me. It was. I, I'm a big fan of that kind of you know that kind of genre that that kind of doc. So it me was well too. worth it. So I love aliens. So all right. So listen, joining us in a, in a few, we're gonna have Jason on from Jujitsu Five O. Uh, they're a uh, you know he is running a uh, an IG. They're a training and apparel company. You can also visit them at jujitsu50.com. Um, it's a company that promotes the lifestyle, the jujitsu lifestyle for police officers. Not only the training, but then they also have apparel and things like that. But uh, we'll, we'll be able to get into some of the things that they're doing. But I think it's really cool. Check them out. You can you can check them out at Jujitsu Five. You'll spell out five F I V E underscore O. So at Jujitsu Five O. Um, one is of the that, things is that based on the Hawaii Five O. Well, so where does the five? Do you know where the five O thing that's, comes that's from? Five O came from something. I from think police. was that the number. But was that the number like in Hawaii or? Well, in no. Five five O is is if it, I think five O stands for police. So but Hawaii. I, but the five O came from dialing five O at some point before it was nine one one or like yeah. in Hawaii. Like it was it was you dialed five O for that something for the like police, that, right? and then yeah. it grew to that, and then Hawaii. But where, where did twelve come from? Oh, you mean nine one one? No, no, no. You, you know how? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> Especially kids. Like I think it's Chicago. They're like twelve. Like they call police twelve. I don't know. Is it like now? Can you do like um, like hashtag and the, or like star? Well, that might be from number? like the 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 codes eleven twelve. It's like is it a is it a um, emergency or ten twelve? I'm sorry, ten twelve. Like a ten fifty three is an accident, right? Uh, in I I think that's in New York police. I think it's here too. A ten fifty three. Uh, 1020 would be like you're going to have food, you know. So 1012, whatever that might mean. All right. You know. We got to find out about that. Yeah. All right. The tyrants are coming. So you know, my dad was a cop, so <laughs> I love talking about guns. the subject. I love talking about you know uh, jujitsu 
and martial arts for law enforcement. I think it's really important. So I think it's a really cool subject. So he'll be on it with is. us in, in just a little bit. One um, of the things that I really wanted to talk about was this. I, I'm not going to use his last name, but this uh, this kid Isaiah <laughs> that posted uh, that you know kind of his experience tapping a purple belt. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know you want to jump in. And go. Yeah. No. I I saw like as soon as he posted it on the BJJ Fanatics group. Yeah. I saw it. And, you know, the first thing that go in my mind is, look at this dumbass white belt, right? Okay. <laughs> but the only thing I, I wanted to say to him was like, look, bro, like, I understand that you're you're new to jujitsu and you don't really understand the etiquette, but you don't roll and tell. Yeah. Right? But I saw that First people, rule of Fight Club. Yeah. And then I seen people lighting him up in the comments. So mm. I thought that's where it stopped, right? I completely forget about it. And then I see meme after meme <laughs> after meme. Micro like, adjustments. Micro the, adjustments. Yeah. Sneaky back take like. Yeah. You know, and now it's just gotten to the point where like they just beat the dead horse on that. Like, good. He's a dumbass. He's a white belt. But okay, so there's there's a couple things I like that happened from this okay. situation, right? First of all, his coach came out in support of him. I saw the video. I saw right. it yesterday. And so did uh, Tom the Blast, I believe it was. So he did Tom he the Blast. Mentioned it, he mentioned him as well. He commented, right. yeah. But mo- most importantly was the coach because I- I'm not going to mention the name. But I've seen a particular coach that anytime something happened with his students, he would make a social media comment uh, not in support of his students. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And and I, I as a coach, I would never. I would have came out like New Isaiah's York City? coach. New York? No, he's not. Okay. Right. All right. Um, I would I would I I don't believe in doing that. Right. It's just like it's just like a Marine Corps thing, right? I'm a sergeant. If one of my dumbass privates or PFCs does does something stupid, I'm gonna go to bat for him first and then I'm gonna be like, You're a dumbass. Like you need to fix yourself. Well, and, and both of those situations I think is like I grew up, you know, nothing crazy went on in my house, but my parents used to say, What happens in this house stays in this house. Yeah. Nobody needs to know how much money we make. Nobody needs to know that we're buying, when we're buying something, a car, or putting in a pool, whatever. They don't need to know. Yeah. What happens in this house stays in this house. Jokingly goes back to, you know, what happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club, yeah. right? You know, um, I didn't I didn't see it originally. Yeah. I didn't see it right away. You see the memes. I saw the memes, <laughs> and I belong to this group, and and, uh, the and they've fanatics. done a real uh, BJJ Judo memes. BJJ and Judo memes is the name of the Facebook group. They've grown really fast in, in a short amount of time over the last year. They've done a great job. And what I saw was they were like, they had to like shut down, like, uh, I guess not shut down the, the group, but they put it on pause. They were mm-hmm. literally able to put it on pause. You could still see if you were a member, you could see what was in there, but they weren't, they had to keep on saying, stop with the micro adjustment memes yeah. and the, and stop with the, the memes. I don't know that they were, if it was, I really don't 100% understand if it was more about they just wanted to stop seeing the same memes over and over or if they were kind of like, all right, let's back off this kid a little bit. But when the when the coach came out and and I saw the video that he had, I was like, all right. I, I didn't really have a feeling about it either way. I was like, well, that was stupid to come out and say, you know. But I wasn't going to like attack the kid. The coach came out in support. Tom DeBlas and, and, and a few other people came out and like, you know, in support. And then the kid launched a t-shirt I site. I love that. <laughs> I, I love, fucking love that. it. I told them. I I commented. I think you I know, saw like that. make le- uh, turn lemons into lemonade, brother. Good yeah. for good for you. Good for him. Because okay, look, the kid made a mistake. 
they're just memes. I didn't see the real, I didn't see like nasty comments. I didn't go that far into it. Yeah. But I saw the memes and then all the memes made sense once. I was like, what the hell is going on with this? It came up pretty quickly. Yeah. Saw his name, found his page. He's handling it like a champ. According to his coach, he's a pretty talented kid and he's picked this, he's picked up jujitsu. Yeah. Um, I see a picture of him. He's got some boxing gloves in one of it and his yeah. training bag. All right. I don't know how much training he's done in other disciplines, but it was good to see that that he's turning something that could yeah. have been very negative and could have been kind of like a bullying. He could he could have stopped training jujitsu. He could have just said, and and, and that's this. one part of it that that I wanted to highlight is that as upper belts, right, as veterans in this sport or in this art, right, we're martial artists, right. The people that continue to make these memes, you're a bunch of fucking assholes, because <laughs> it's like. Okay, we understand that the white belt messed up. This is an opportunity for coaching, right? Mm. You make a couple memes like, okay, like laugh it off. He busts his balls. Busts his balls. Yes, busting balls is okay. But I, I just think that they took at some point. It's now too fucking far. Well, it gets dragged out. This morning, right? I, I kind of got pissed off at one of the memes because I think, I think Jeff Glover posted it, right? And I think this is a dick move, right? Uh, it was a a picture of Isaiah's wedding, because it's like his profile picture. Yeah, it was so it was his wedding, and okay. it was like it was like you know micro adjustments, and, and it said some bullshit like that, right? But it's like too far. Yeah, too far. You don't bring the no no women, no kids. No you personal. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't get no, that no, fucking no, personal family. with it, no family. right? And, and and it's like, look, as a you're not just a black belt on the mat, right? You you have to carry yourself as a black belt. And to me, that's unbecoming of a black belt if you're going to fucking drag some white belt through the mud like that. That's yeah. fucking unacceptable. Right? And even Isaiah said it. He was like, yo, he's like, I get the memes. Like, I'm cool. But he's like, my wedding picture? For real? Oh, did he comment? Yeah. yeah. Especially with somebody with that much influence. Like, I, yeah. I don't... Look, yeah. from one... I'm a new black belt, but I'm still a fucking black belt. And that's unacceptable. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, don't get uh, personal with shit. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I, I went... I saw the video. I... I Quickly went from seeing the memes, like, all right, what is, like, what is the micro adjustment side? I got the fact about the, I understood early that a, a, a purple belt had posted this. I didn't get the micro adjustments. I had to look a little bit further into it, and he kind of talked about it. Um, my personal advice to him is, don't do that again. Don't do it again. You know, don't do that again. Um, remember that I am sure, and, and I I've, and I've understand that it wasn't at his home gym. Um, that purple belt's not from his home gym, that he does some open mats. He goes to some other gyms. I believe that that purple belt kind of commented as well, and, and maybe gave good. him some props. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's he's good. I don't know who it was, but his but Isaiah's coach said. I it. am sure, and I do this every single day myself, and I know that you do, and you have to as a coach, and you have to as an upper belt if you want to get any better. Is I give up position all the time, so and then somebody, yeah, you, yeah, right. I put myself in a bad position, and I want to figure it. I want to figure it out. You know, depending on where I am in my training session, maybe I'm a little tired. All right, I'm going to pull guard and I'm going to work on my defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a little more energy in the beginning. I'm going to go for some more takedowns. I'm going to push a little bit harder. What he's got to understand where he went wrong is everybody's looking at that. This is this is my interpretation of a lot of why people jumped on him initially. Is, okay, white belt, do you think that purple belt really went as hard on you? He could have probably submitted you in less than 30 seconds. He gave you position. He's helping you. And then you kind of, and I don't want to use the word brag, but then you went out and kind of told everybody that you beat this purple belt. Did you ever think that, and, and this is something that has to be taught sometimes. 
we give up as higher belts, we give up position to guys that are below us. I'm sure again, you do it to purple belts and brown sometimes. We're giving you position to to so you can learn. And the less of a dick that you are, the more that we're gonna give you. You know, don't I've never had it happen to me where somebody jumps up and is like, Yeah, yeah, got you. Like it just doesn't yeah. hasn't happened. But I, I mean do, like as, as I do a know belt. somebody that goes like this, check. When he beats somebody, no matter who it is, when he like submits him for the first time, like got that guy off my list. You know who you are, Alex. So, but so so that so my, that my hap- boy Sal has yeah, me on his list. He has that, like a whole that list. That happens. That happens. I just He's don't think that he understood. Though. And sometimes this is something that need etiquette. This is part of etiquette of jujitsu, like trimming your fingernails. Also, if you're not told not to talk about it, you may not realize it. It's not just a given. Like maybe I shouldn't talk about this. Did he really think the whole freaking world, the whole jujitsu world, was going to pick up on that? And it turned into now there's and t-shirt websites. He launched his own thing. I don't hold it against him, but I just think that nobody taught him the right this, way to do it. These keyboard warriors, they they really fucking irk me because it's the same thing with the Connor thing, right? People making memes about that, and they're just constantly just making these memes about Connor, and it's just like, hold on. First of all, can you fight? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because a lot of you keyboard warriors, you can't fucking fight. And even yeah. if you can, like let's say you do a little bit of jujitsu, half of them wouldn't even have the balls to go in a fucking local tournament, let alone an MMA fight. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I understand the the internet culture, right? Where it's just like, you see a meme, you want to be funny. Like, you I have some get troll. It's about getting followers. It's about yeah. getting people, you know. I had some troll in my inbox saying like, we're just trying to have a little fun, bro. It's like, well, you're probably one of the ones that can't fight. It's like, yeah, it's funny, but then it's like, come on, bro. Like, you yeah. gotta have some some. Sort so of ones never got slapped before. Yeah, there's, I, those are those motherfuckers that haven't been punched in the face. I was thinking, I was legitimately thinking about, it, and and it wasn't for this episode, but to <laughs> just do a segment, just have him on. Ask him, hey, you want to come on and talk about it? Yeah, I, you know, to have him come on and talk about right. it, and you know, look, I'm not looking to crucify the kid by by any means. I mean, I I've just me, I've always known from very early on. You know, I might come home and tell my wife, like, I got this guy today, man. You know, but I'm not, fuck, I'm not putting it on the internet. So, no. so I'm thinking right. about maybe reaching out to him, say, hey, listen, you want to? Well, listen, a uh, I'll give you an opportunity. He's a white belt. Good I'll, initiative, bad judgment. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll a, give you an opportunity to to talk about your t-shirts and yeah. you know to, and a, make yes, your case. Listen, and we're not, we don't, we're not going to crucify you on the show. You know, we're Hell not going to no. crucify. It's, it's one of so the growth. We'll things. That was that was an opportunity for coaching and everybody who went in on Isaiah. You're. He so I know that I saw the coach's video. I didn't go back and look. He said this was Friday afternoon or Friday morning. He posted something. He said he was going to actually do something with Isaiah. He was going to do like a live with Isaiah later in that day. I didn't go back and look at it. It might be out there. Uh, when this comes out, this will come out next week. We're filming on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, this will come out, uh, you know, kind of between maybe Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday of Tuesday. next week. All right. So so let, let's jump forward. We don't want to keep Jason waiting too long. So yeah. uh, welcome uh, once again to our newest sponsor, Technique. Uh, technique.io it's at t-e-k-n-e-e-k dot io on instagram yes you're putting in the dot io and if you're looking for the website you know you if you www dot t-e-k-n-e-k n-e-e-k sorry dot io let me do that again www dot t-e-k-n-e-e-k dot io all right. Think cameo for martial artists. Right. We're going to do one at the end of the, the, uh, the show. Uh, we've got a competition video from our friend Miguel, Miguel. one of uh, our, our frequent co-hosts on the show. Uh, so you can go to technique. You can upload your training or competition video and get professional feedback on your technique. 
Pros include Robert Drysdale, UFC veteran Elliot Marshall. We're on there as well. Jiu-Jitsu Dummies is on there as a group. So, you know, for us, expect a funny take on the videos. Some of these pros, like, they're legit doing, like, some, some uh, you know, kind of breakdowns of the video. Uh, you know, stay tuned. We'll show you the tool. We're actually going to do Miguel's video live on, on air, okay? A uh, huge shout-out to Flow and Roll. Bo, can you, you, you see in my shirt, my Flow and Roll? It's there. All right. Can I stand up? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Can you get the back? Hold on. Can see. I get the? Can you turn? Yeah. Flow and roll. Can you see the back? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. What does it say? Jiu Jitsu on the brain. Jiu Jitsu on the brain. All day. This All is day. My favorite T-shirt ever. Because it explains it's, your life. It explains my yes. 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 Yeah. That's me. To, that's all I think about. I show. Do you want to know me? Trains. Look it's, at the. It's videos. interesting how. Do you want to know me? That. Look at my shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and wait, I forgot. I got the flow and roll hat on too. I got yeah. my ranked cap on. That's so check cool. them out. Huge shout out. Thank you, Sean. I went to the uh, the last uh, fight to win. Was it? I think one sixty one, one sixty two. The last one that they oh, did in Miami all girls event with the all girls, yeah, the all yeah. girls event. So that's I a ranked hat. He was set up. He he was there. Hooked me up with some gear. So I got a whole bunch of new shirts. Ladies went at it. I got a couple of things that you might uh, want to take. I got a hat. And I got <laughs> a, a jujitsu dummies jacket <laughs> for you, you, I think. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so at flow underscore N underscore roll on Instagram, you can get 20% off your online order with code JJD at flowenroll.com. You've got to check out the website. He, 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 right now, they're doing the whole bunch of, I like the retro. Like, this is like hand drawn retro style. Yeah. Love their stuff. They've got some really cool. Like Day of the Dead kind of stuff, like you know, mm -hmm. Hispanic Day of the mm -hmm. Dead looking, you know, um, yeah. Dia de los Muertes, like those kind of style. I, I love it. Lots yeah. of stuff on the website. So again, go check them out. Flowandroll.com. Uh, and again, get 20% off with code JJD. Uh, Patreon, shout out to our Patreon podcast patrons, uh, including our newest gym sponsors. We got Carlson Gracie, Broward County in North Lauderdale, yeah, yeah. Florida. Cool. CarlsonGracieBrowardCounty.com. Go check them out and uh, tell uh, Big J we said hello. Yeah, John Way Martial. There you go. There you go. Friend of yours, right? Yep. Almost. John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. That's JohnWayMartialArts.com. They feature Wing Chun, Kung Fu, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Muay Thai, Choi cool Foot Kung Fu, yeah. San Chow. Yeah, we had him on an ep uh, the, the episode 34. Great interview. Cool, Actually, one of it's. Uh, it's picking up steam, and it's been one of our most watched uh, uh, podcast episodes in recent history. Cool, cool dude. Uh, they also do MMA conditioning, knife fighting, cardio kickboxing, and uh, they have you know classes for kids, teens, and adults. Other podcast patrons include, thank you guys for your support, uh, Robert Walker, Frank House, Wolsey Rivera, Boa Athletics. Check them out at BOA underscore athletics on IG. Thank you to Michael Pixley Jr., Jason Smiley, Britt Tavar. James Fisher, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. So if you'd like to support the show and, and get a shout-out like that on an episode, visit us at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. Join, and you've automatically entered into – if so it's not this isn't for the gym sponsors, but for the individual sponsors. Join and be automatically entered into a $100 raffle every single month. Uh, we send it – we – the raffle pool are people who submitted questions and our podcast patrons. So you can get entered into this $100 raffle every single month. Last month, High Road BJJ, who's a friend of the show, they awarded $100 worth of gear. Um, this month, uh, this January, which we're about to award, is going to be a three-pack three of Fightback CBD. Uh, so got Jason to to put up last uh, month. That's, over, that's $100 worth of CBD. 
Uh, so you can submit a question to the show. If we use it on the show, you're automatically entered into those drawings. If you're a podcast patron, you're supporting the show, you're basically pledging as little as $5 a month and you're automatically entered in, okay? Last but not least, uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share wherever you're watching or listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to click the little bell. Ding! And uh, you get notifications every time we launch uh, Who owes videos. who a beer? All right. Somebody yeah, owes yeah, someone yeah. a beer. So I had to go through that fast because I don't want to keep Jason waiting. All right, let's get Jason in here. Let's get him. Ready? Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys, so joining us today is Jason from Jiu-Jitsu 5 He's a police officer in Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, awesome. We appreciate you being here. Yes, we do. Um, I always apologize because we're running a little late, so I might as well just throw that in now. So we'll just get that out of the way. It's part of the intro now. <laughs> so yes, it's a permanent part of the intro, like a sponsor. So, uh, so I've been following your videos for a long time. I should probably say I always like to preface it. My, my dad was a, was a cop in New York City. Uh, it was uh, he was a New York City transit police officer before the the departments merged and it all became NYPD. So. Um, always, you know, wanted to be a cop when I was a kid. I want to be like my dad, you know, so always got a special place in, in my heart. And for this conversation that, you know, that especially once I found jujitsu in my forties, you know, and with what's going on in the world, I, I love having these conversations. So again, thank you for being here. Definitely want to get kind of, you know, the police officer side of not only what's been going on in, in this country recently without getting political, but, you know, and, and how jujitsu can help. So, you know, let, let's go back though and start with how you got your start in martial arts. Yeah, so for me, I was uh, I was always athletic. Like I played sports in high school. I was a football player, baseball player, um, and then after high school, I went off to college. I'm kind of on the smaller side, so football was out for me. Okay, <laughs> and from a college standpoint, um, but really, like as you guys know, after you graduate college, when you become an adult, there's really there's not a whole lot to do for like team sports, you know, and uh, so. I became a cop and I could talk to you guys about that, how that whole thing happened. But, you know, once I became a cop, I kind of had to have an honest conversation with myself and realize like, I didn't know how to fight. Um, and I was kind of big into like lifting weights and stuff at the time, but deep down I knew no matter how strong I got, I can only get so big and strong and there's always going to be somebody out there that is bigger and stronger than me. Right. So yeah, yeah. I knew I needed to learn how to grapple for my job. And so at the time uh, where I was living, I just Googled jujitsu gyms near me. And I happened to find an Alliance gym that was really close. I stopped in and uh, talked to the owner and there was like a ton of cops training. So so let let me jump in and stop you. Let me interrupt you for a second. Did you know to go straight to jujitsu? Was it suggested to you? Oh, you know, were you just, you know, did you, did you understand the kind of the ground style of jujitsu and that was the right, that was just the right thing? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. So I knew just from, you know, I was only a cop for about a year at the time when I started, but I knew just from that year of experience that um, I needed something that was going to allow me or, or teach me how to control other people. Right. And I knew that grappling was really where it was at because, and we can talk more about traditional police defensive tactics for sure. Oh, but we're going to. <laughs> There was hours of it that you guys <laughs> I knew there was a lot of like Hollywood style stuff out there. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew jujitsu was really the, the one martial art that was, was more realistic to our job. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was, that's ultimately what I was seeking out. And then, uh, yeah, when I found my gym, it was, uh, it just happened to be like a super cop friendly gym. And there was a ton of other cops from other agencies already training there. The owner of the gym uh, was like super, I still train under him, uh, Damien. 
super pro police, um, always supported us and everything. And I just, I kind of fit right in the, the culture and everything. And uh, I've been training there ever since. So this is my almost 11th year now that I've been training um, with him. Okay. Nice. So now how was Jiu-Jitsu 5.0 born? When did that come as far as, you know, your, your journey, uh, maybe as it relates to your belt journey, what color were you when, when this started or how many years were you in? I was, well, so the, the, the business itself is only about a year and a half old. Um, I established the LLC and really started going with it um, about a year and a half ago. But prior to that, when I was like a blue or purple belt, I can't remember. I started like a weekly grappling club at my police department okay. um, and I called it Jiu-Jitsu 5-0. And I just invited guys to come once a week. Great freaking on- name, by the way. Yeah, I mean, how, how perfect. I can't believe that wasn't taken. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and what's funny about that when I thought about it, I actually thought it was a stupid name. Um, oh no, it's fucking perfect, man! It's like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I talked to my wife about it, and she actually she's in branding and marketing, and she's like, "No, the name is perfect. You got to stick with that." Yeah. So, yeah, I called this grappling jujitsu five zero, and um, <laughs> that's kind of how the name started. And then I, I I knew I wanted to do something more with it. I'm a combative tactics instructor for my agency. So I teach our in-service training and everything. And uh, I really like teaching. I love coaching. It's always been something I've, I've been really passionate about. And uh, yeah, it just sort of started to grow from there. And then uh, I've been learning a lot along the way too, as to what Jiu-Jitsu 5.0 is and what I want it to be. But now I think I've dialed it in and uh, I, I know where I want to go with it. And I, I'm on my way there. So okay. it's been great. All right, so uh, let me ask you, from before you started training into now, how has your mindset changed as far as how you um, how you work, you know, in dealing yeah, with yeah. high-stress situations? That's a great question, too. Um, I've learned, God, I've learned so much through jiu-jitsu over the years. You know, it wasn't something that happened right away, but as you guys probably know, the more you go and grind it out on the mats um, and train, it just has like all of these positive impacts on daily life. So not only at work, but I found just in general, I, I problem solve a little bit better than maybe I did before. I'm a lot more confident in my own abilities. If it comes to going hands-on with somebody, I feel like I'm probably a lot more calm in certain situations. And maybe before I trained, I would have like been a lot more quick to snap yeah. or judge or you know whatever so um and it, it's been a really great outlet just to stay in shape you know like yeah. i talked about how when we were in high school we played all these sports and it was fun and that kept us in shape but when you become an adult it's like your options seem like it's like running or lifting weights yeah. and, and sleeping it, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love i love the fact that you touched on um staying calm and be able to being able to problem solve because if you think about it, when we're on the mats, we're constantly solving problems. Yeah. Like, okay, his arm is here, his body weight's here. You're fighting off pressure, but not only do you need to get it off, you also need to have an answer to it, right? Am I gonna, a couple of steps down the road sometimes. Yeah, let me get an underhook. Let me leg pummel in there. All right, what am I trying to attack? Like, it's constantly problem solving. So, I, I mean, I was in the military. So, you know, I was in the Marine Corps for five years. But I, I don't know, like, what it would be like to deal with, like, civilians on a daily basis right having to use that style of control so yeah. just to hear that you know that's that's it's good you know I, I wish that 
you know, th- like more police officers will hear that and be, you know, motivated. Yeah, we're train. definitely going to get into that because th- that's that's a huge part of this conversation is is your thoughts on, you know, police departments in general. I did want to comment, though. You said something that I try to tell people, uh, especially I get like a lot of moms at work or something that they're going to get little Johnny into jujitsu. What you just described about feeling more confident, I call it, that's the quiet confidence that you feel. I know, you know. I was a knucklehead even in my 30s, you know, go out to the club, you know, hey, yeah. get a little tough. We knew all my friends, my roommates were bartenders at these clubs in, in Fort Lauderdale and Miami, uh, you know. So, hey, you know, I thought I knew who I, you know, hey, I'm, I know everybody here. Getting into little scraps here, getting into stupid shit. Anyway, once I started to learn jujitsu, once I started to train with Kinney and, you know, really start to learn how to, you know, you know, do boxing and Muay Thai, that completely stopped. You know, you there's, you just... You, I think I acted like that because you're trying to act tough. You want to, you want everybody to see that you're tough. But once you yeah. know that you're tough and you know this stuff, I mean, it just goes away. So you know that that I call it the quiet confidence of being in a room, knowing that you can handle yourself with just about anybody of anybody any size in in that room. So again, you know, when when people ask me, oh, you know, what should I? Oh, right, they do the hi yeah. Oh, I heard you do jujitsu. Hi yeah, you know, like <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah. it's jujitsu. Let me explain this to you, and I'm going to tell you why you should bring little Johnny here. Although I love all martial arts, this is why I believe that this this should be the thing. But that quiet confidence is what you just described there. It's like you could just you don't you're not you're not feeling defensive. You're not worried about anybody else in the room because you just know that you can handle yourself, and that's a great thing for adults and kids. You know. For sure. You ever so, heard uh, Joe Rogan and Faraz Zahabi talking about it? No, that specifically? Yeah, because yeah. uh, Faraz asked Joe if, um, he's like, imagine if you've never lifted a weight, never trained a martial art day in your life, <laughs> how would you feel walking into a room? And he's like, insecure. And he's like, well, yeah. how do you feel now? And he talked about that confidence. Yeah. Now, I, I like I like the, the quiet confidence. What is it, silent confidence or quiet the confidence? Quiet, it's the quiet confidence. Yeah, I, you know, I like Because I, I, I was that guy that walked into a room and, you know, try, I, I, I talk for a living. I'm a loud guy. I love to joke around. Now, Put that together with somebody that's trying to walk in and make sure that everybody knows that they're tough. When yeah. when you're really insecure about being tough, you're not tough. Yeah. You know that and that just went away once I started. I mean, you know, it's that humility, that uh, that ego that we leave at the door. You really start leaving it at home. You know, once you know in your daily life. I mean, that's that's how I feel. I'm going on seven years in, so uh, you know, I I try to preach that when people ask me, you know. Um, you know what martial arts should they do, or should they take little Johnny? But but let's get let's get back, Jason. So uh, you started to talk a little bit about the importance of jujitsu. Um, before we get too far uh, for police officers, before we get too far into that, have you seen what the Gracies have been doing? Did you see that? You know what what Henner put out that video that he put out. It was a pretty long video of how he wants to explain it to police chiefs around the country. Number yeah. one, what do you think about that? And you did say you're training defensive tactics. So so what is your department? think about that? I mean, have they fully adopted that or is it still kind of new, new to them? And do they have a budget for it? That's a big part of it, which is what I'm understanding. Yeah. Budgets are a big thing right now because yeah. we've all been talking about the defund, the police, yeah. like that, which we can talk about that yeah. too. But um, yeah. So from my department standpoint, we definitely have moved more toward like a jujitsu based ground fighting based um, system. And mm-hmm. like any agency, there is a limited amount of time that we're able to all get together and train for mm-hmm. in-service training. Um, but I think my agency probably does a better job than a lot of them around the country. Cause there's a lot of agencies out there um, that train one day a year and they jam all of their defensive tactics, all the check the box training into an eight hour day. That's such so a shame. Can, well, you forget, you forget and, more than you learn. <laughs> oh God. It, it, it's incredible. And I've heard it the best, like, um, 
a high school wrestler gets more training in one week than a, a police officer gets all year, you yeah. know? And yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. There is and no muscle memory in that, in that one hour that, that you're going to, you know, maintain. Yeah, exactly. You might as well, I honestly, you might as well just not even train and waste the time because it, that's what it is. It's a waste of time if you're only doing it one day a year. So we train, um, ground fighting usually about six times a year, which is still not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I try to do like the, the grappling club and get guys into it. I'm promoting jujitsu all the time, obviously. Um, but cops do need to take it upon themselves to train outside of work. And if they don't like that too bad, you know, it's like you, this is a profession that you chose. You owe it to yourself and the people that you're working for and your partners to keep everybody safe. And if the department's not going to give you the amount of training that you need, you can bitch and complain about that as much as you want, but that's not solving your problem. So, um, you do have to go and do it, especially if you're an instructor, you know, there's other, I I know there's a lot of instructors out there too, that will go through like a 40 hour certification course. And then that's the extent of their training. So maybe they know how to teach a couple of techniques, But I, I'm a big proponent. If you're going to teach people how to do jujitsu or anything, you need to kind of practice what you preach and live that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you your depart. So you said you train defensive tactics. Are you the guy training the other people? Those six days a, a year is that you? Are you part of a team? How tell us how that works? Yeah, it is at my agency. It is a team. Um, there's about ten total instructors. So um, we're responsible for teaching kind of a lot of different things. Not only ground fighting and handcuffing and everything, but also like uh, taser. So I'm a taser instructor, um, stupid batons. We have to keep the host board and train with those. Uh, I could go on and on about how ridiculous those things are, but um, so there's a lot of things that we have to cover. Our team is responsible for teaching that. Um, I'm a firearms instructor, so I also teach firearms. Um, So you're still out there on on the streets uh, in between those things, or are you just training others? Are you running those so training right classes? now I'm in our training unit full-time. Uh, this is my fourth year there. I worked patrol for eight years. This is a four-year assignment, so I'm in my last year in our training unit, and then they're probably going to kick me out back to the street. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, they just, oh, do they just, it's just part of the, the process to, to rotate other people in? Yep. It's a good way to get people, uh, give them a break from patrol, just because there are a lot of stresses and stuff that oh, come yeah. with that job. And, um, it's a flex schedule, so it's kind of nice to be able to, not have to work nights, weekends, holidays, missing kids, birthday parties and all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. been really, and I think it's been a natural fit for me. Like I said, I just, uh, I really enjoy training. I like to teach. And so it's been a good spot um, for me, but yeah, it's uh, so we, we kind of teach, we used to teach a lot of like the ridiculous defensive tactic stuff before I came on board and kind of introduced jujitsu. Cause I was a blue belt at the time uh, when I got selected as one of our instructors now I'm one of our lead instructors and I'm the only one out of our group that trains on his own time, at least in ground fighting. And mm-hmm. that. so I'm trying to get more people involved. Now, obviously they learn from me. Like I teach my guys and gals um, a lot of that stuff so they can then go on and teach it to our department for in-service training. But uh, it's a constant struggle getting cops to train. And I was going to uh, say, have you, have you had, uh, so you're saying you don't have any of your, your coworkers that train with you or in jujitsu at all outside of those six days a year? So yeah, pre COVID, we probably, we had some people that would come to my weekly uh, grappling class that wanted to learn. And that was a lot of fun. And then COVID kind of shut that thing down. Okay. Um, and I haven't really been able to get it going yet. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think out of our department, which is like 106 total sworn staff, I think I'm the only one that trains jujitsu, which is so that's that's a shame. It it is. So just from your opinion, right, because I'm sure you don't have like a solid answer. I don't know if anybody has an answer, but why do you think it's like that? Like why? Like, okay, from my military experience, right, we training is continuous we're training 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 and then every once in a while we get a deployment we go out there and we actually have to do our job and then we come back and it's training 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 why is it the reverse with police you know why is there not an emphasis on like training is continuous and not i kind of feel like it's the money right we said we said budget before because if there was if there was a budget there for it to take you guys off the street for an extended amount of time or even one day a week two days a week you know if they're here, who's out there? You know, that means you got to hire more, more, you know, more trainers like Jason. You've got to, uh, this. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here you're on the inside looking out. I'm on the outside looking in. So, but it's I, like I'm thinking it's a money thing. I got it. Right. Yeah. But okay. So, so the, the, it's, it's a money thing. Well, is it, but is it Jason? I is guess. it, is it a budget thing? That definitely plays into it. I think, you know, I think money, it, it definitely plays into it. I think it's used more as an excuse than it is an actual uh, preventative thing from getting them to train on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things going on. Um, time is a big one, right? Because mm-hmm. we work 12 hour shifts typically. And so you are freaking exhausted at the end of your work week. And the days that you work, it's a 12 hour shift, but you get there usually half hour early. Oftentimes you got to stay late. Your day is pretty much shot. Like is it like a four on three off kind of thing? Usually when it's 12 hours, four on three off. Yeah, we do a, we do a four on four off. Oh, okay. When I was working patrol, if I knew I couldn't make it on my, my days that I worked, so I would just make sure to train on all my off days. Mm -hmm. Um, so time is a big one. Money's a big one. Ego, obviously, you know, probably similar to military, like, a lot of cops, especially guys, are sort of like the the alpha males, right? And we don't we don't want to be shown that we're not as tough as we thought we were. Mm-hmm. And if I go on the mats subconsciously, I probably know like those guys are going to kick my ass, and I'm not going to be able to accept that, right? I'm not going to be able mm-hmm. to go home and ego. <laughs> and ego. Live with that. What we just said before, ego. Yeah. I thought ego I was a- tough until I learned to start to learn how to fight and go. Wow, I'm really. I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just. Honest. I have another philosophy on it that isn't talked about as much as those other three factors. And that is um, (laughs) defensive tactics training has notoriously been complete horseshit for like (laughs) the dawn of of policing. We're so happy to hear that. (laughs) We're so happy to hear that, that it's that bad. (laughs) It sucks. Cops know it sucks. They're forced to go to it. Right. And I think because like you mentioned how your family thinks jujitsu is like karate, right? And they start making the karate hands. Um, a lot of cops that don't fully understand what jujitsu is, they look at it as more defensive tactics training. And because mm. defensive tactics training has traditionally sucked in their mind, and I don't blame them, like, why would I go spend my own time, my free time, which I don't have much of, and my own money to learn more shitty defensive tactics for a job that, you know, it they're already providing me with that during our in-service training or whatever. So I think the understanding of what it is would help out a lot and being more educated about what jujitsu is. And not only like the, I think we have to stop focusing too on just like the self-defense aspect of it and start focusing on all of those other benefits that we talked about 
earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Like the self-confidence, the, the physical fitness, the mental well-being, the fact that you get to hang out with, with people that aren't cops, that's a huge thing too. Yeah, um, that's community. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than being a cop and like getting off of work and being done with work and hanging out with other cops that all you talk about is what happened at work and the foot chase that you got in. And, you know, it, like we, we do in jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. War stories. Yeah, because yeah. you know jujitsu like that their therapeutic aspect of it, like you know, when everybody's tired and you're just leaning against the mats and you're just like just just getting it all out, right? Yeah. That's your therapy yeah. session. Yeah, that's that's another thing, right? Because it's like we go to war and we come back, and there is there there's very little um, emphasis on like our mental health. I think it's getting better now, but it's yeah. a very little emphasis on it. And essentially, you guys are like like what we experience in war in the urban environment. It's very similar to what you experience on the Doing street. Doing it every day. Yeah. For on, on 20 patrol. years in some cases, right? Yeah. Until you, know, you retire. So it's like, so jujitsu, that mental health aspect is important too, where you could just, just get it out. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. Well, and like you mentioned, sitting along the wall after you're just like completely drained and you've done like an hour, an hour and a half of hard training. That's honestly become one of my favorite parts of jujitsu is like training hard, sitting on the wall and just bullshitting with everybody after. It's great. You yeah. know, uh, that's, that you know, I met when I met Drew. I'm sorry to interrupt. When when I met Drew, our coach, you guys were part of uh, uh, an organization. Do you, I, I don't remember the name of the organization. You guys were both part of that kind of PTSD organization that that mother had started. What's oh, the name of it? Lift to tell. Lift to tell. So I know that a lot of those guys, my my coach would have those guys come in from the group, and he would give them a gay, f- train for free. I think everything was free for them. And sometimes we'd be stretching. And getting ready for a class, and we would never. We wind up being in a circle, and now I'm, I, I was never in the military, but here I am hearing these stories. We'd wind up being in a circle two hours. We didn't train any jujitsu. Those are some of my best memories. And I mean, we did that a couple. Well, we probably didn't just not train that day, but you were there. I rem- I'll. I told you on the first time you came on the podcast that story you told me about how. Your friend was in another vehicle, and you were like, oh, you, yeah. you were going to own a shot. You were going to shot. You were going to shoot somebody, and and you saw his face. That stayed with me for the longest mm-hmm. time. We talked about it on the first time you're on the podcast. So some of those those conversations for me, who's not in the military, I was never a police officer, was never in the military. That was therapeutic for me, and it helped me understand you guys, and it led to kind of us doing a lot of stuff with the military and the foundation and, and we defy and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean. It, the thing is, for the people outside of jujitsu, like Jason, your your higher ups, your sergeants, lieutenants, and, and captains, and so on, there's there's no. It's so difficult to explain that to them, and they have they have to get on the mat to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of right, you know, until they they're just it just it's it's that UFC thing that they do on the ground, right? It's it's so South hard for somebody to truly karate. Yeah, I, I mean, I even you know my my I would train five days a week, two hours two hours a day, uh, open mats on Saturdays, and my wife was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "You don't understand how much I love this and how therapeutic it is." She never really understood until she started doing kickboxing, and now okay. she understands that being that addiction and that she's like she walks around here now. She's like, "I, I I've got to punch something." And she's like, well, you hold the mitts for me. Or she's like, I got you. Like she hurt her foot. So she's been like desperate to go. But now she understands that. But she had to understand that by getting in and doing it. She would have, she never understood it for me explaining. You don't understand what this is for me. It's exercise. It's mental release. 
Um, it's learning how to defend myself and my family, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that, that that's always going to be a challenge. I, I think I love what, what the Gracie's did, what, what Henry did in that video. I just don't know if that's how much of an uphill battle is that going to be? I mean, you're training, you're training, you know, defensive tactics in your own department. Do you see a window of opportunity for them to continue to expand that? Or is it like beating your head up against a brick wall? Yeah. A lot of times I feel like it's this impossible challenge that mm -hmm. like we, we can talk to death, but until we actually get guys to come and try a class, it, it does seem like it, it can be impossible. Like I said, I really like the fact though, that those guys are huge advocates for us mm -hmm. because they're not cops obviously, but um, they've always been very pro police and they, they've always been probably one of the most proactive groups in promoting jujitsu for law enforcement, yeah. you know? So I've really appreciated the fact that they're taking, I know sometimes they get shit from cops like, Oh, that would never work. And cops like to bitch about let me show you. <laughs> we, are, we are absolutely the worst when it comes to like change and trying new things. Like we just like to complain about everything and everything is bullshit. And that's like, that's a cultural thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, the only people that like change are wet babies, you know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. The best way I've heard it is cops, uh, cops hate, two things change and the way things are <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true it's so true you know I I, think, uh, go ahead go ahead i'm sorry mats, if we could just get guys to like come in and try a class because like the weekly grappling thing that i was doing within my own agency the guys that came and tried it for the first time every one of them wanted to come back and do it again. They're like, this was awesome. We need to do this more often. We should have everybody doing this. And then I got buy-in, but it's just a matter of actually like getting them there and offering free training is great. But again, if they don't know what it is and understand it, they're not really going to care. Um, and so I, I've seen some of those incentives out there and I really like the fact that people are trying to do it, but those things in and of themselves are probably not going to get people into the gym. Um, so it's a constant battle. Um, one thing I'm trying to do right now, like I have an app that's going to be coming out here this month. I'm trying to take the training to the departments because I understand that there are um, time constraints, monetary constraints, and those are big things. So what I've tried to do is find a way like, okay, how can I teach jujitsu to the masses for people that maybe don't have access to a gym, don't have the money to be able to afford in the gym, um, but they have a partner at work and they want to train something after work or mm -hmm. on their lunch break or whatever, they'll be able to pull up my app, find whatever techniques they want, nutrition plans, solo drills. If they don't have a partner, want to work on stuff at home, I'm going to kind of have all of that stuff, uh, in the app that will be available to them at, a, so, at the push of a button. So, so let's tell everybody, which we, we didn't do. If you go check out, uh, on Instagram. Now I, I found a, I found your YouTube this week while I was doing a little research, um, the YouTube looks like maybe you haven't been uploading there recently or do you, are you active there still? I could just see the difference in the kind of where you have your mats and, and the background. So I looked at it and then I saw the, Insta you know, I've been watching your Instagram for a while. Um, uh, first of all, let's just say on Instagram at jujitsu five, spell out five underscore. O. that's where you can find Jason. I think, I don't know if you guys have taken a look at it, but I think that the videos that he's putting there are amazing. You know, these are things that I want to learn. You know, I'm in a school where we kind of teach a little bit more of tournament style jujitsu, you know, yeah. so I love picking up those tips from, you know, places like your Instagram and, you know, just 
you know, do a YouTube search, but, but go ahead and tell us, are you doing anything with the YouTube? And then we can get back into kind of the app side. Tell us a little bit more about the app as well. Yeah. So I haven't really been uh, updating my YouTube channel because a lot of my video content, I'm kind of moving toward my app. Okay. Um, okay. Makes sense. All right. Good. So I'll probably leave the YouTube channel up. Cause I think there's some, I think there's videos there that guys find value in. Um, and yeah. I want to be able to, to have them have access to it, but I probably won't update that much anymore. A lot of the videos, like you said, are, it, I started that channel when I first got going just as a place to kind of hold all my content. Um, but now that I'm shooting a lot more video and techniques and doing things, um, you know, and I've got my mat space, my studio's finished and everything. Um, I just, I'm going to probably move it all toward the app and then, you know, I'll still put out stuff on Instagram. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to find technique videos and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great way to get people to the app too, is, you know, give them a little piece, yeah. give them a little nugget and then they, you yep. know, they follow you. What I'm all about. And if you want to learn more and if you like the style of my teaching and you like the things that I'm teaching, because to your point, um, you're not going to probably see me showing like how to barren bowl with somebody, you know, I like playing around with that stuff on the mats personally, when I train, I don't do it a lot, but I'm very much more like self-defense focus and what's realistic for policing. So I talk about Kimura's a lot. I talk about takedowns a lot, you know, um, just being able to control people in side control, neon belly mount, how to escape a headlock. You know, there's a, a lot of those simple things that maybe you don't learn at your, at your gym, but that definitely applied to the street when you're grappling with some uncooperative person, right? So you just mentioned Neon Belly, and and I've been itching to ask this question. Again, doing my research this week, I saw the NYPD training video that you posted on your YouTube. Sorry that you had to watch. Yeah, it it was was pretty disturbing from somebody that knows jujitsu. Listen, I'm just a purple belt, but I think I've been doing this long enough, and I can say that that was probably one of the most ridiculous videos that I've ever seen. Um, I didn't share it with you guys, so you might not know what I'm talking about, but it was the prohibited actions, oh, like no knee on back, no knee on belly, real knee on chest. I, I mean, I knee on back's really not a position, but knee on the belly? I, I think they said, well, I think it was, uh, let me correct myself, and Jason, you probably know the video better than, than me. I mean, they really kind of indicated no knee on chest or knee on like the upper back, right? Um, yeah. I'm not sure that they actually said no knee on belly, but I mean, they basically said, we're going to take away all of the advantages that you could possibly have in this situation. And it's like, literally like it felt like don't put any weight on the, on the, on the, on the suspect, the perp, you know, you can only handle them in this very specific way. I know that you've also mentioned, I think I saw in one of your videos, you guys aren't allowed to do chokes anymore. Right. Right. You specifically your department. I mean, again, well, let's start with the NYPD video. The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I think I could see that you, you already agree with me. Oh, hundred um, percent. And I actually, I talked to uh, some other people about this video on some other podcasts and uh, I felt really bad for the two guys. Cause I think one of the guys in the video, not the guy that's doing all the talking, but the guy who's kind of playing the suspect, I believe he's also jujitsu purple belt. Uh. Yeah. And you can tell like by his, uh, if you look at his cauliflowered ears that he probably has been training for a while and you could just tell by the look on his face, like he's like, God damn it. Why do I have to do this video? Yeah. You know, um, I got to go back it, and look at that. I, I didn't notice that. It is ridiculous. And basically they don't call it neon belly, but the way that they show it in the video is like, basically it's neon belly. And if you're, if you're caught doing it, it's like a misdemeanor crime for the what? officers. Yeah. So that was the most it, disturbing part of the video is that they're actually saying, you know, you you've committed a crime and you'll be arrested if you do this. 
Yeah, you, you basically can't put any pressure on someone's upper torso, like at all. Neck or, che- neck or chest, right? Let's include the neck with chokes, right? I mean, what, no yep. choking, nothing on the chest, on the front or back, right? You can't put it on anything on the upper back. No need right. to control. Um, even like you can't even go uh, in yeah, mount. You can't no pressure mount. on them at all, right? No, no yeah. full mount. And anybody in the, in our profession who's tried to arrest someone who's not cooperating is resisting understands how difficult it is just in general, right? Now take away their ability to put any pressure on the person's upper body. Like it's, it's insane. It's not possible. And these laws are being made without doing any research. Uh, they're being made by people who have never been in a fight. They have no clue. They have no and clue what's really needed. Politics and it, it's making us and our job less safe it's making it less safe for the suspects that are involved because now well i had all of these great tools through jujitsu to safely and effectively control you without hurting you now you've taken those away from me but you still want me to make that arrest so what are my options and we're seeing it right now all over the internet it beating people into submission basically like strikes elbows kicks um all of that stuff and it's like most of the time, all that shit's unnecessary. If you train jujitsu and you know how to control somebody, it's that simple. Um, but, but yeah, unfortunately, you have these uh, all these politics that are starting to get involved, and it's really uh, it's frustrating and it's it's challenging for us. They need um, they need spears now. Yeah, spears. They just, <laughs> that's Bo. You just you just skewer them. That's you know I can't voice put from pressure beyond. on them, but Jason I can't see him. I can pierce them though. <laughs> it's 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 like it's like why they why they um made the the north south elbow illegal in UFC yeah. just because whoever saw them you know breaking bricks with their elbows they like they can't do that. It's like you yeah. you don't know how to fight and you're trying to impose these rules, but. There's one. Uh, did you see the video? It was, a, it was a recent, well, maybe within the last couple of months. It was a Gracie breakdown of it, but it was a, a cop in um, Walmart who, yeah. Have you said cop who's like hitting him with the baton? No, no, no. Or it was, it was, it was, okay. it was, there's this, always a Walmart. There's a million Walmart cops. <laughs> it was, it was this, I, I think it was a girl uh, that, oh, that was like breaking shit in the Walmart. She took like a bat and she broke like the, yeah, the gaming, the gaming part, right? The gaming, and the police the officer came cabinet. and you know took her down. And she even said, "I'm gonna grab your gun. I'm gonna grab your gun." And he yeah. just he did an arm bar. Yeah, and you know, like that that to me was like one of the most perfect um, visual, like perfect videos of showing like how police can benefit from jujitsu because mm-hmm. he handled himself. You know, he's talking very calm the whole time. He didn't freak out. He didn't use any of his non-lethal weapons. He didn't use any anything. He just straight jujitsu, and that was awesome. Yeah. Yep. Control the situation, control the person, even though they're completely out of control. Um, yeah, no strikes were involved, no batons, no tasers, no pepper spray was, pepper spray. It was great. And um, that's like a, that's a really good example. And you, you see some of those and it's almost like you kind of pull your hair out because you want admin and these lawmakers to watch these videos and say, what looks worse? Not only what looks worse on camera, but like what's more effective. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the answer you can is. Hog tie yeah, their like, legs. You can know, hog tie their ankles. You're telling somebody, <laughs> you know, go build this house, but hey, leave the hammer behind. I'm gonna mm-hmm, keep this screwdriver, and you can't have any of these nails here. So, but go ahead. You know, good luck. You know, you're right. really you're really taking so much away from from them. Um, yeah. So what what is? Yeah, I guess you kind of answered this, but what's the consensus um, amongst other officers? 
Is it, hey, if I had more time, I would do it. I see the value and I would do it. Or I think you kind of mentioned this before. Some guys just can't be told anything. They, you know, they, they just, they just won't. Is it, you know, 60, 40, is it 50, 50? Do you feel like you have enough people on your side that eventually, like, you know, I think as people come up through the ranks, you know, they can, that's when, you know, it kind of change starts to happen. It has to kind of start somewhere. And, yeah. and as you guys are on the department longer, you guys will be making these decisions one day, or at least have the ear of the people, you know, that you're, that are making these decisions. Yeah. What are your thoughts? You know, again, is it 50, 50? probably not 50 50, but I think you make a really good point about kind of people coming up through the ranks and how it has to start at a certain point. What I've noticed with like the younger generation of cops that are starting now, um, fitness is more of a lifestyle for them Mm -hmm. than it is for like some of the older guys that have been doing the job for a long time. Um, and I think they're a lot more open-minded and willing to learn new things. So I think if you can start it at the Academy level and kind of get them into it, um, before they even start on the street or start as a cop, when they're still in training, introduce them to it, get them hooked on it. Like you said, your wife got hooked on kickboxing, right? I know this younger crowd will get addicted to jujitsu, which is a good addiction, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so you do it at the academy level. And then as like, cause you got cops that have been doing the job for 10, 15 years. A lot of those guys are never going to start doing it, right? Like they're just looking, I'm almost at retirement. That's what my mindset is on. I'm going to do as little as, hopefully I don't have to touch anybody and I'm just going to coast through the rest of my career. Right. Um, but from the administrative perspective, you do have a lot of like older kind of that older generation of cops that have been in that role for a long time and is making all of the, the decisions. But then you might have guys like me, I've been on for this is my 11th year um, who as those guys get phased out and the newer generation takes over these administrative roles and is making decisions. Um, I think maybe you'll start to see a little bit more of a shift in how we train, what we teach, all that kind of stuff. So, so, so those six days a week, those six days a year that you mentioned before, those, I don't know if those are, are those straight defensive tactics. Are there also physical fitness requirements as well? Cause again, as a son of a police officer, I can't remember my father doing anything uh, any, he was in good shape. He took care of himself, but from a department perspective, I don't remember there being any physical fitness requirements. Once you get on the job and you get through the academy, I don't remember him ever going through anything. Are there any yeah. physical fitness requirements? You know, do you guys retest or talk about that a little bit if you can? Yeah. So we have a physical fitness requirement, a test that you have to take before you get hired on with us. You have to pass that. If you don't pass that, then um, you can't move on in the process. Our SWAT team has an annual test that they have to pass. So there's a physical fitness for our SWAT team, but just for general patrol and investigations, if you're not on the SWAT team, um, yeah, there's no annual requirement. So I think there should be. I'm a big proponent of that. I think we work in a job where we owe it to everybody, including ourselves, to stay physically fit. And fitness needs to be a lifestyle. And uh, I preach that all the time to the newer cops that are coming in and say, hey, you're, if you don't live this life, you're going to go down this path where you're eating fast food on patrol every day and you're going to get lazy because you're working these long shifts, you know, and before you know it, you're going to gain 50 pounds and have heart problems and we see it all the time, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the statistic is now, but it used to be like 
the average life expectancy of a cop after they after they retired was only like a few years. Wow. <laughs> the way they treated their body. Now that's probably an old school statistic. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think the younger generation that's coming up is a little bit more. Um, they live that life a little bit more, but McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's booze, yeah. and stress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, it's a it's the prescription for a heart attack right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm on it right now. So, you know, (laughs) when when you see those, you know, again, we see these videos and I see that really heavy cop on patrol, like a really fat cop on patrol. Oh, Miami. What is he thinking? What what is he thinking? And and how does the department let him get away with that? Well, that that bothers me because and this was in New York, too. And whenever I saw cops that were super out of shape, Mm -hmm. the the belly bomber cops, right? It bothered the hell out of me because, one, to get that way, you have to be drinking. So your, your body's, yeah. like, relatively slim, but your belly's way out here. Yeah. That's because of drinking. That's yeah. not even eating, you know? And then, obviously, you drink, you eat bad. But it really bothered me because, to me, the cop is supposed to be kind of like the model citizen. Yeah. And the model citizen In a, is in not a whole bunch guy. of different ways, model <laughs> yeah. citizen and, yeah. you know. Now, I, I'm not knocking the guy that might have a thyroid problem or something like that, but the majority of them are having a refrigerator yeah. problem. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Did you hear that, Jason? I'm not sure if you picked that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's, let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a situation, I'm sure you know, you've, you're using your jiu-jitsu and in, in making arrests. Have you ever been in a situation, personal or professional, where jiu-jitsu has like literally you know, maybe saved your life or really helped you in a situation that if you didn't know jiu-jitsu would have gone the other way? Yeah, and particularly um, when we used to be able to use neck restraints, mm-hmm. uh, that was like my go-to because I'm I'm not a big guy. I'm only 5'8", 170. So most of the people I deal with on the street are bigger and stronger than me, mm-hmm. men, right? Like, so when we had neck restraints available to us, I got, I, I can't count the number of times that I've had to use that to safely control somebody and get them in handcuffs without getting my ass kicked mm-hmm. or having my partners get their ass kicked. And so that was a big, that was a big thing for me. And yeah, a lot of different situations. Um, you mentioned Walmart. Uh, I had an incident in the loss prevention office of Walmart where we told a guy he was under arrest. He was probably your size. <laughs> and uh, he was like, no, nah, fuck you. I'm not going to jail. Well, the space, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar yeah, with the loss. like a box. <laughs> <laughs> you're fighting in a phone booth, right? And so there's not a lot of options available to you. I used a neck restraint on him. Uh, the fight was over in about... 10, 15 seconds. We went out, we put him in cuffs, we woke him back up. I gave him a bottle of water. Off we went, you know, and we don't have those options available to us anymore because again, politics and feelings got in the way uh, and took that away from us. So, but jujitsu in general, um, like Kimura arm locks, I use the Kimura a lot when we're when we're going in to handcuff somebody. It's a very effective tool and a way to control somebody. Mm. Um, if you're use it to pin people up against walls or squads if they're acting up while we're trying to get handcuffs on them. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, I've used it a ton and it, it, it's been, it's been huge because before, like I said, if I didn't know that stuff and I was just relying on brute strength, I'd be like a lot of these videos that you see where the fight goes on for five minutes and everybody's exhausted and <laughs> you know, <laughs> and somebody's hurt. It's like, let's go have a beer now. <laughs> so Drew, Drew's a, a new gym owner. Yes. Black belt okay. in September. Yeah. Yeah. Black belt in September. Uh, he I owns see. his own gym now. What do you suggestions for guys like Drew, who own their own place, as it relates to offering this kind of training? 
Do you have any suggestions for these guys? Because I think sometimes, again, I've only been, I've had two schools. I've trained at others, you know, to open mats. I've been at yep. two schools. Um, first one was with Kenny. He was in law enforcement, but we really didn't go into like those tactics because we, as soon as we, I told him that I wanted to, I was one of his first students. As soon as I said I wanted to do some tournaments, we changed kind of to a tournament style. Uh, yeah. My school now, tournament style. It, you know, I think it's just like other habits that we've talked about. It's kind of hard to break out of those habits and to offer a new class and have to get a new teacher. Do you have any suggestions for, and I'm not telling Drew's got it, saying that Drew's got to offer the classes, but for guys like Drew who own gyms, what do you tell these guys as it relates to offering these kind of, uh, of classes? Yeah. Um, a few things I found that work pretty well. Cause, um, obviously like if you can do uh, a law enforcement only class, maybe one day a week, Mm-hmm. Wednesdays at noon, for example, it's like cops come in and they learn basic stuff. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it's just for cops so they can feel comfortable. Maybe if they've never trained before, whatever they can come in. Um, the other thing you can do is like reach out to some of the local agencies because a lot of local agencies don't have the space for training. So they might have to rent an outside place mm-hmm. to do that. They might not have mat space. So you could offer up your gym as a place um, for them to come in. Maybe you charge them a a nominal fee to come in and rent the space from you, but it's a good way to get them in the gym. The other thing too is like uh, seminars, law enforcement seminars. So my buddies from uh, Invictus Law Enforcement Jiu-Jitsu Collective, they're doing a seminar. They do seminars all over the country, um, but they're doing one here in uh, April down in Austin at one of their gyms. And uh, I'm actually flying down to teach for that, but the, like those seminars can be a really good way to get people in the door as well and expose cops to jujitsu without their, their department, like forcing, forcing it upon them. Yeah. yeah. It's something else that I got from, from speaking to him is, is uh, maybe contacting like the Academy, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to get like, like I'll just, I'll offer it, like just teach it for free at the Academy every so often and then give it like, like offer them to come to the school afterwards, you know? Or get yep. get with like a, a company like um what is it Adopt the Cop? Uh, that's one organization. Yeah, one yeah, organization. Yeah. yeah, like Adopt the Cop. Yeah, Mitch would be a great guy to reach out to as well because I know he's he just started the Adopt a Cop program and that's been going really well for him. I've I've talked to him online a few times about it and stuff and he's doing a really great thing there. So um, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. You could and if you put together like a law enforcement only class. You put it together, you send it to your state's post board, get it post approved so cops can get post credit, um, you know, yeah, for yeah. showing up, taking the class. Mm-hmm. What's, what's that post credit? Is he yeah, so every state has a post board. It stands for Peace Officer Standards and Training. Oh. They're sort of the governing agency for all of police training for that state. So they have to approve what it is that um, we train if they're going to give us credit for it. Because okay. we have well, like a certain number of training hours as police officers uh, throughout oh, okay. the year. Um, so yeah, you could, you could put something like that together. That could be a good thing for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Lots of, lots of ways to get, it's just a matter of getting cops in the door, getting them exposed to it. Yeah. And then yeah. in, in the marketing world, I always say nothing sells better than free. So at oh, least yeah. in the beginning, it's, a, you know, to offer that as, you know, Hey, free training, you know, a lot of guys yeah. do that with military guys right now, you know, like, uh, you know, free six, free gay train for the year, you know, something like that. I mean, it's a way, you know, and it's, it's just like, you know, they're regular people too. You know, you get, we get a kid in the school, then the mom starts training, then the dad mm-hmm. starts, you know, then all of a sudden we've got the whole family. We do 
uh, family open mat on Saturdays now because of that. You know, people are coming with their kids and the yeah. kids are on one side, parents are on the other. So, you know, in the beginning, at least, you know, yeah, like offering it for free. But then, you know, there's going to be they're going to buy geese and they're going to buy T-shirts and they're going to support and they're going to be talking about it. And you have other people in and it just grows. You know? For sure. So. Absolutely. And discounts, too, for like law enforcement and military. That's oh, yeah, for sure. Our first responders, you know, first responders, yeah, for sure. So let, let's talk a little bit about and and you know I don't do you know Freddie Trillo, you know I, Freddie I, from in Miami. I know friends with friends. Okay, he's definitely someone to to speak to. I know you know he was on the show and we talked a little bit about uh, uh, jujitsu for law enforcement. And the reason I bring his up his name up specifically because he talked about you know he found jujitsu after getting basically getting his ass beat in a, on the, while he was on the job. As he said, he uh, almost he, got killed. He almost got killed. He almost yeah. got killed. And you know he talked a lot about gun retention. So um, I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen it in the videos that I've seen of yours, Jason. But do you also teach in you know that side of things? You're, you're talking about gun retention and you know jujitsu as it relates to gun retention. Yeah. Yep. I haven't put any videos out on it yet, but it's uh, it's in the plan. Okay. I do want to do like a series on that, specifically using the Kimura um, as as kind of a universal tool from a lot of different positions to mm -hmm. get people off of your gun. Uh, but there are a lot of great, there are a lot of great uh, courses and stuff out there specifically for that. And it is something that cops need to train and be aware of because unfortunately we're sort of living in this time where people aren't afraid to grab your gun, you know, and try to get it out of the holster. And if you've never experienced that, um, you know, it, it can be a, obviously a, a very stressful thing. And if you have no training whatsoever, you're not going to have much to revert to and mm. it, you know, that, that gun might come out. So yeah, definitely. It's something cops should train. I don't think it needs to like be the only focus. And I, I have a feeling sometimes with uh, traditional police defensive tactics, they train for a lot of situations that might occur, but the probability of those things occurring are not that high, but they don't train enough in things that we do all the time, which is grabbing onto people, telling them they're under arrest and putting handcuffs on them and then having that person pull away. And then the fight starts like that is probably the most common scenario that we deal with on a daily basis across the country. Um, so yeah, but definitely train weapon retention. You have to, you have to know it and you have to be comfortable with it. Okay. So we, we have a, li a listener question and I think you chimed on uh, into this thread on online, but uh, Jay such 85 uh, commented when I, when I put out a couple of posts for questions besides BJJ, do you agree that officers should take advantage of striking training? And he says, uh, at our gym, we mix up strikes with our jujitsu, but for those that don't, do you think they're not taking full advantage of training? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you have the time and somebody even like in your gym that understands striking and, um, I think it's super important to add that to the mix because I, there's a lot of cops that have never been punched in the face before. And as you guys know, when you get punched in the face for the first time, that can be a very eye-opening experience, right? Or eye-closing, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you, you could tell uh -huh. if somebody never been punched in the face. Yeah. You know, they might be a little mouthy. The way they pull away yeah. and the way they react. No, no, I mean like like people like – like a little mouthy, brazen, brazen. Yeah, 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 they got. Oh, okay. no, you never been punched. Oh, their their balls yeah, are right. bigger than they actually are. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> Objects. Yeah, I, I do think it's important. You know, well, like Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mm -hmm. mouth. Yeah. Um, hey, my dad so, raised me well. Then. 
in that case. (laughs) (laughs) That was one thing I did. uh, After I got my blue belt, I started boxing. So I was an amateur boxer for a while and uh, I loved it. I loved boxing. I competed uh, after I got done competing. I coached for a while. I really liked doing that. Um, I had a lot, I got a few concussions and I'm 40 years old now. So I was sort of like, I don't think I can really spar anymore because I I'm afraid of getting more concussions, but um, yeah, adding striking to the mix, even from a perspective of like, from the defensive aspect of it, right. I preach the punch cover clinch drill all the time, Mm. because if you watch any fight video on the internet, what is the most common thing that people do? It's the big wild haymakers, you know? Um, and what we see a lot in policing from the videos and stuff I've watched and I've seen on the street, if someone's trying to punch a cop in the face, they're normally like backpedaling and trying to swap the punches away. They end up off balance with somebody on top of them. Um, or they're just taking, they're taking shots because they've never experienced before. This is a very common, like natural response, right? But if we can learn, to attack the threat, if that guy's going to throw those wild punches and I know how to close the distance, mm-hmm. right? Wrap him up in the clinch. I know how to take him down a million different ways from the clinch. Like there's a lot of, a lot of stuff you can do. So yeah, if you could like put on some regular 16 ounce gloves or even like MMA gloves and add some striking into your jujitsu, I think that's a really, um, that can be a really positive thing. Well, yeah, uh, we learned when I was in karate that shortening the distance if somebody's winding up, just step in. And they can't do the punch. They yeah. can't. So you elbow, you do well, something yeah, else. Well, for jiu-jitsu, I mean, it's usually we're going to go to the clinch. We're going to take yeah. it down. You know, yeah. well, just by stepping in, you yeah. you thwart the punch, and now you can do a a, a grab or whatever. I don't know what you call so, it in jujitsu because I'm <laughs> I'm new. No, no, you're not new until you put on a gi. You haven't even put the gi on yet, so I'm you're not new. even new. Yeah. All right, so Jason, we got a little speed round here of questions that I that I usually ask. I'll let you ask the the big one at the end. Um, so, uh, just less conversational from us, but a little bit more to get some feedback from you. So, okay. Our first question is if you can go back in time, what would you tell the white belt you? To, uh, calm down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm going to add a one, one a onto this or or one B. Uh, if you can go back in time, what would you tell yourself as a rookie officer, the rookie officer, you, what would you tell that guy? Probably the same thing to calm down and uh, realize that things aren't necessarily as big of a deal as, as they might appear. And you can take some deep breaths and assess the situation a little bit differently. Gotcha. All right. Number three, uh, what's the craziest and, and, and the, uh, the Walmart in the uh, loss prevention office might've been your one, but what's the craziest <laughs> jujitsu related thing that's happened to you on or off the mat or even on the job? Man. Yeah. Like the Walmart thing, I, I guess like, it's funny because it, it, when you've been a cop for a while, things that you thought were crazy a long time ago, That's a just crazy. Aren't crazy anymore, right? Like I've seen so many crazy things and yeah. done a lot of crazy things that, um, I don't know that I could just like pick just one. I don't yeah. know. Well, we've gotten oil checks, uh, broken oh. fingers, <laughs> um, throw up, you know, the, somebody throwing up next to somebody's head on the mat, you know, like in Mount, then they threw up. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had people try to bite me, you know, okay. um, I've, I, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that happens, but yeah. 
it'd be tough to think like think back on on one of them um i've wrestled with naked people you know <laughs> I, i've wrestled yeah with naked me, people me too. too i have too. I think we all not with my gun not with my gun on my yeah, head, exactly. <laughs> wait was that figurative am i missing something yes, <laughs> you are missing something maybe the gun uh, spice things up you know so mean? most important piece of advice for someone looking to get into law enforcement Uh, yeah. So find training on your own, like train outside of what the department is going to, um, is going to provide to you because that's going to help you in the long term. Yeah, for sure. I think that's great advice. So biggest regret as it relates to jujitsu. If you have one. Yeah. You know, probably not starting sooner. I I was going to guess it. That's, that's a big one. I was 30 when I started or 29, 30. And I wish I would have started when I was 12. You know, this one isn't one of my speed round questions, but when I think about somebody like you that trains jujitsu, how, how many days a week are you training? I usually shoot for three. If I can do four, great. But because I'm thinking, stand. I mean, I'm pretty sore right now. I I was I hurt my rib today a little bit. Something's going on there. So every time I bent over, I sneezed before. It's like ah! <laughs> I couldn't imagine like so waking up the day after training and having to. You know, sit in a car, sit at, you know, be in a situation where I'm going to have to use the jujitsu like you might have to, like on the spot, get out of a car, start running after somebody. Because I'm, yeah. I'm 47. I'm always sore. Something's always hurting. I mean, right. what is that like for you? Do you kind of space out your training based on days off and like I need a recovery day? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I usually try for like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And then if I do train on the weekend, like on a Saturday, Sunday, I'll go fairly light. One thing I've been doing now for the last probably year or two, uh, I try to stretch every day mm-hmm. to some degree. It doesn't always have to be like a 45 minute yoga session, mm-hmm. but I, I try to, I try to do some flows, keep my body loose. And that seemed to really help. Um, and also drinking water. I drink, mm-hmm. I try to drink a hundred ounces of water every day, which nice. also I think has had a really positive impact on just my general, like, you know, cause I'm 40, I, I feel your pain. Um, I felt like I was always sore before yeah. and uh, stretching and hydration, I think it really helped with that. What else do you do for recovery? Do you like supplements, things like that? Are you into that kind of stuff? I take a, yeah, I, not a lot. Like I'll do like whey protein. Um, I do a fruits and greens uh, shake like in the morning so I can try to get all my greens in. Cause I know that's really good for me. Um, but beyond that, I don't do a lot of like recovery. Sometimes I'll sit in my bathtub with like some Epsom salts if I'm really sore and I feel like that helps out. No. Uh, but I haven't tried any like the cryotherapy or any of that crazy shit. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've been doing a, and I know this isn't like the ice bath, but I take a cold shower after every training session now. And I feel yeah. I can tell the difference between when I do it and when I don't. Like a, today, yeah. I had I was really quick. I trained this morning, had to get ready for the podcast. Was in and out of the shower, and I'm like super sore, uh, probably a little bit more sore than normal. But I feel, especially like at night, coming home from a training session during the week, cold shower, as cold as I can get it. You know, I usually start kind of started at so it's not like complete shock, like you you drop it into an ice bath, but yeah. kind of started at cool and then slowly make it colder and colder, and it, and it's 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 bearable. But I feel a lot better when I. I, some of those those aches and pains go away. I, I, the same aches and pains I know that I would normally sit on the couch and watch a movie with my wife later that night that I'm going to have, you know, yep. I, I, those things go away. But I, I mean, that's me. Do you still yes. turtle when you when you? 
go slowly when you lower the temperature slowly? So turtle it in turtle our world anymore? means something different. I'm not sure what you would it be. Oh, I know. Okay, I get the turtle. I know what it means in his world. All right. You want to you wanna lay the big one on him? Now, this is a very important question. I'm going to let Drew ask this one. Drum roll, right. please. This is, this is super important now. Do you or do you not wash your belt? I do not wash my belt. Yes! No. Okay, that's all we have for you, We're folks. Friends. Take care, Jason. <laughs> him and I are friends. <laughs> okay, now. Okay, so, so the second part. So say team no wash belt. <laughs> no, well, we do. Uh, we either do hashtag team wash your belt or it's hashtag powers in the belt. Powers in the belt, baby. <laughs> Why don't you wash your belt, Jason? You know what? It's honestly, it's not because of really any superstition. Because I will say okay. this, like. You know, like the, there's a bunch of different companies that make it, but like Tide makes a spray that like kills bacteria and stuff. Okay. I will occasionally spray my belt with that stuff. Mm. Team spray your belt. Yeah. <laughs> Team spray I, your that belt. That feels like belt washing to me. I, nah, I don't know. Tide? Nah, tide? No. Spray? Go ahead, go ahead Jason. Finish again. <laughs> I, I don't do it that often. And I, I, yeah, I don't put it in the, uh, the washer and dryer ever. So. I don't. I, I guess I don't know if there's a specific reason why I don't do that. It's just sort of like I throw my gi in, and the belt just like I, I just keep the belt separate. I don't know. Maybe okay. subconsciously I think it's got some like secret powers or something. Well, no, Drew, no. There's. I mean, Drew says it's the powers in the belt. Drew says he's like you're gonna wash away all of the. What do you it's just bullshit that they told me when I was a white belt that I just haven't got over. It's like I'm not you know, washing it. I don't it. think anybody ever. I don't. I, I heard about that, but yeah. I don't think like you know. Again, Kenny being my, excuse me, my current coach. He's don't wash your belt. Uh, he oh, you can't. You know, old school. Like he started. He's Brazilian. Tra- started training here in the U.S. Once he came to the U.S., but he's just like anti-wash your belt. He's a police officer. Uh, he was uh, he was a sheriff. Uh, right. He was uh, I think he was uh, a sher- uh, sheriff and uh, in, the, in the jail. What do they call it? I'm sorry. Um, a CO. Um, yeah, a corrections officer. I'm sorry. I th- yeah. believe you know, but the sheriff's department down here does both, right? But I think he was on the street and he was a, 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 a corrections officer at a point. But yeah, he's he's anti Wash Bell. But I caught him because his wife says, "Who's." You know, she's our, our uh, there's a husband wife black belt team, Sophia and Felipe Amarante, throwing him out there. Uh, she has thrown his, his, you know, his, his belt is so frayed and, and worn out, it's gray. You know, it's one of those, it's like really gray. You can see the white on it. Can't underneath. wait for mine to turn like that. He, <laughs> he, she has thrown it in the wash. She told me, she's like, yeah, I mean, it was, she's like, I picked it up. It was stunk so bad. She's like, I had to throw it in the wash. So I tell him that's, she washed it. So you washed okay, your belt. Okay. So, that's the thing, right? Let's say let's say you leave it. You know how you wrap it up in the ghee? If you okay, leave yeah. it in that and it starts smelling like the ghee, then you have to. Yeah. All right? But I mean, I, I, I listen, I I do, like I, I think I, I said this on the last show. Uh, I have two belts now. I had uh, Flow and Roll, one of our sponsors, sent me a, 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 a belt with my name embroidered. So I have both of those now. So I kind of wear one, switch it up. But I usually lay it out. Um, I, I, me, until recently I was laying it out now, kind of because of COVID and just, I come in, I never did this. I'd always get at least two geese, two training sessions, get my geese, get them dirty and then throw them in the wash together. Now I throw my gi in after every single train. If it's just one gi, I throw it in with my belt, usually wearing a rash guard underneath. Maybe I had a t-shirt on that I wore home from after that training. And I just throw everything in the wash now. That, that's just me. Uh, but I, I mean, I always you know, I always like let them dry, hung them to dry, and then wash them every you know couple every couple of weeks, maybe once a week, couple of weeks, you know. 
But yeah. I'm not a believer in I'm, I've lost my power. But I say I that. Think, and I think when know. the uh, when the game warden comes to your house and says they caught your belt trying to go yeah. into someone's house. <laughs> when my belt goes to open that by itself, yeah. that's when I know that it's time to, <laughs> to wash it. All right, Jason, listen, we're going to give you a chance. Do you want to give any shout outs to, you know, I don't know if you have any sponsors or if you if you have any info on the app or where they can go. Um, you know, we usually give uh, give our guests a little time to, to give some shout outs, whether, again, it's sponsors or, uh, you know, something you've got going on. The floor is yours. Yeah. Um, so I do have my app coming out here, hopefully, probably within the next couple of weeks. Um, it, like I said, it'll be a place for you to find techniques solo drills, workouts, kettlebell workouts, uh, body weight workouts, mobility stuff. So if you're, if you never stretch and you're trying to figure out like, what do I do to kind of get rid of these aches and pains? I'll have a ton of like mobility, uh, yoga flows, static stretches, stuff like that, as well as nutrition. So if you are thinking like, what am I supposed to eat every day? I'll have monthly nutrition plans or shopping lists, weekly meal planners, give you some ideas on meal prep. Um, Really everything that you could need to live the jujitsu lifestyle. That's what my app is for. Obviously it's geared toward cops, but uh, it, it definitely can be used by by anybody really that's interested in self-defense uh, jujitsu. So that'll be launching on the app store for Apple. It'll be an Apple app. Um, and then I'll probably do an Android version here soon. But okay. beyond that, if you're looking for just general kind of technique videos, jujitsu content, you can follow me on Instagram, jujitsu jujitsu five underscore o f i v e uh go to my website we've got a lot of branded jujitsu gear rash guards keys belts bags the whole thing hoodies and tees so yeah and, and people can send you questions right you can you can have whether it's an officer or just somebody training jujitsu they can send you a message typically on your ig and sure. ask you you know maybe present a situation and say can you show because I, I see you, you when you do some of your videos it looks like you're kind of reading the comment the request from somebody and then you're showing that move right yeah absolutely we'll do uh we try to do a live class usually like once a week or once every couple of weeks on ig and people okay. can can ask us questions and then i record all of those so i can go back and post it um if there's specific questions that come up because i know there's probably a lot of cops that have the same questions out there that maybe weren't able to tune in so yeah, absolutely. Send me a message. And who's your buddy? We didn't give your your buddy a shout out. I'm not sure if he's a, a partner or if he's just somebody that uh, he's your your jujitsu dummy, basically. Um, yeah. Who's, who's your buddy in the videos? He's a police uh, officer I, as I well, right? Yeah, I got a few guys. Uh, most of them are cops. I've got Colin, who's a black belt. You've seen him in some of my videos. Mm -hmm. um, Brandon, he's a fellow brown belt. And then uh, Kyle, my buddy, he uh, he's a blue belt. He's been in a lot of my videos and stuff too. So I do have some guys that help me out filming content. Um, and we talk about a lot of stuff too, like, Hey, what's a position, like what scenario have you been in where maybe like you would have used this particular thing and we kind of bounce those ideas off of each other. So, um, yeah, they've been great. It's been, it, it's gotten to a point now where I can't do jujitsu five Oh all by myself. So I have, you know, I do have it's other a good people. problem to have. Yeah. It's a real yeah. good problem to have. It's been great. Good for you, man. Good for you. you well, probably like technique. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna mention it. Um, I'm not sure. We have a sponsor, the Technique.io, T-E-K-N-E-E-K, -E -E which after we let you go, we're actually gonna do a review video on the on the show here at the end. Um, you're actually able. You, you know what Cameo is, right? 
Yeah. Gamma, you can pay so like a star to you know say hello to you or send it as a gift to somebody. Well, people yep. can upload a video and then you can provide analysis of that video. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure if you've got time in the day for it, but uh, I think you would be an awesome addition for them. You know, as somebody who can take you know a, a, a video like the ones that we talked about, like the Walmart videos that we're talking about, and then you comment over the top, and somebody pays you to do it. You know, it's uh, we set ours for the podcast because they're a sponsor. We just put it at five bucks, but you got guys like Robert Drysdale and Rob uh, from McDo- McDojo that are like 20, 25 bucks. Uh, and again, somebody submits the video, it goes right to you. You're able, they have a tool where you're able to actually comment and record. You can even have your face now in the corner, but you can record your commentary on a training video, situational, or uh, you know, competition. So, yeah. so yeah, you, you know, I'll send you a message. I'll put you together with Alex. Me, you know, look, it's always good to put people together. If something comes of it, great. At least you meet somebody cool. But I think that might be a great place for you. It'd be additional place for you to kind of you know talk about what you do. You know, uh, we have we're listed as jujitsu dummies, not me or Drew or anybody specifically. It's the podcast, so uh, you know maybe you'd be able to put up. You know, jujitsu five zero would be another way for you to you know to get some more eyeballs on your stuff. So yeah, we'll I love int- it. I- we'll int- I'll shoot you a message. We'll introduce you guys. Absolutely, It'd be great. All right. So again, listen. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you. We're going to let you go. We've got more for you guys, so stick around. But Jason, thank you so much, man. We'll we'll talk to you soon. And please come back when you have the app out, and, and let's yeah. talk a little bit more about it. We'll put it on the screen. We'll talk about it a little bit. You know, uh, you know. Let let's do that. For sure. Yeah, I appreciate right. you guys. Having fun. Thank All you right, very man. much. Take hey, care, Jason. To you, bro. Stay safe out there. You know, but when I move the computer, he freezes. He didn't freeze the entire time until I moved the computer. And then it, it might froze. just be the connection. There, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. So I think it's, it might be something. I, I didn't touch it the entire time. I just want so, to tape it. Very cool guy, man. We got, yeah, we got a little bit more to go. You, you're able to stick around, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause we're going to do, uh, we'll do our, our housekeeping. Let me get the, uh, let's get our logo scroll back up on the screen here. Oh, it should have been queued up. <laughs> Talk to my partner today. We're going to, we're going to do the Patreon. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, appreciate it, man. For sure. Cool. You start shouting us out. Yeah, man. <laughs> we got we got lots of that to do. So, so we're right, looking let's go. here or there? No, no, we're 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 done here. This is just it controls the logo scroll. It's the the same as no, the uh, one there. Oh, we're doing the intro right now. No, no, no. We're, we're still we're still recording. We're live. We're we're gonna we're we're doing our oh. uh, our exit here. Our oh, our gosh. what we call housekeeping. Uh, let me put yeah, that up. Yeah. So let me uh, let me just get rid of that. So, all right. So we actually we're we're gonna do technique in a minute. So you're gonna. Get to, we're going to comment on one of Miguel's competition videos. So we'll get to make fun of him a little bit. So, uh, again, listen, thank you guys for sticking around. We got, we got a lot more here, so, so stay with us. But let's, uh, let's talk about uh, – you could check out our GoFundMe for the foundation where we're now uh, back to awarding scholarships to veterans, first responders, and kids. Uh, so just look in the description here or go to our IG at Jujitsu Dummies, click the link in the bio and you can find all the different ways you can be involved with the show or donate uh, to the foundation or, or our Patreon that you just mentioned. So uh, again, uh, at Jujitsu Dummies. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and then you just uh, facebook.com forward slash the Jujitsu Dummies Foundation. You can actually donate on the Facebook page and on our IG page as well at the JJD foundation. All right. So uh, Facebook owns Instagram and they allow you to put that tool on both of those platforms. So if you look at the top of the page, it'll say donate. You can donate right there. Uh, check out the podcast store at jujitsu dummies dot shop. 
15% off with code JJD. We have new ranked rash guards, tees, face shields. I just put up a new uh, sh- uh, new podcast t-shirt. I got a whole bunch of stuff coming for you. It's not here yet. Got you some rash guards, some t-shirts. I'm gonna. I got something man. over here. I got a, like a windbreaker that doesn't fit me that I bought for myself. <laughs> it's like uh, I bought an XL, but it, it's. I think it's gonna fit you. It's a real it ran real small, uh, but uh, we do free shipping on orders over fifty bucks, and again, fifteen percent off with code JJD. Uh, support the Jujitsu Dummies Foundation on Amazon Smile. Check out our Instagram again at Jujitsu Dummies, and you can get instructions on that setup. All right, let's jump into the technique. So, how familiar are you with technique? We're going to look at it here. We'll be able to look at it right I'm a here. Black belt. I should be, you know. No, no, with no, no, no. I mean, t- <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to expose me as a front. No, <laughs> no, no, I try Fake to expose anything. I, I, I like, I like my knees too much. I don't, I don't want you grabbing me. All right, <laughs> I don't so, grab your knees. I'll grab your heels. Yep. You know? That well, yeah. That's. See, that's how much I know about the leg stuff. So, all right. So, technique.io on Instagram, and that's the website name as well. Right. So, technique is, hey, there's Rob from McDojo. So, oh, he did me, this? No, no. This is, he just happens to be one of the pros. Oh. So, you can actually ask him business related questions because he does a lot of stuff with, you know, he, everybody knows him from McDojo, but he also does, like, you know, he helps out gyms and, uh, gotcha. you know, with like, uh, marketing side, uh, student retention, getting new students in. Uh, he had some really great advice on how to help people retain students through the through the pandemic. Like, hey, are you going to lose that student? You know, try to charge them, piss them off, lose them, or talk to your students and say, hey, listen, you know, I'll charge you half, stick with us, it helps support us, and we're going to just wipe that slate clean. When you start coming to training, you just go back to your normal price. Or e- even more than that, he had some really great tips on that. So he's on there for, for that as well. So... I noticed that they kind of uh, the featured pros here. So just so you know, right, the, the the listeners out there or the people watching on YouTube will be able to see this as well. So they're looking at they'll, they're going to see the screen. Yes. So uh, he's added a lot of new people. We're down. We're we're in the mix oh. here. There we are. There we are. We're yeah, right here. Right there. Right. So uh, you've got again Rob uh, Robert Drysdale is over here. Elliot Marshall, UFC vet. Right. So let me log in. Now we've got we've got um, Miguel's video uploaded, so we're looking here. Then. We're the pro. No, look here, look here. This is the exact same thing. Yeah. So we've got we're we're listed as a pro. So my access gets me into the pro section. I go into analysis. Now you on your uh, a student or somebody looking for um, somebody to review a video. Yeah. They would go in. They would upload the video. They would pay. Mm-hmm. whatever the fee, 25, 25, 10 bucks, whatever the pro has indicated they want to get, you control your own, you know, profile. Uh, you're, they're able to upload. It doesn't actually charge their card until after you do the review and submit. Right. Gotcha. And then once it's submitted, the card gets charged and that you've now paid technique technique pays the pro. Got so it. let, let, let's kind of jump in here. Now there are some new features that they've added. I think we'll kind of discover them together. Uh, so you see uh, the the speak test. I think I, I kind of did this already. We're going to enable the camera, and the camera is actually now going to put my face there. You see, oh, okay. there down at the at the bottom, Got the it. microphone's enabled. So we're going to start recording, right? So now this is Miguel. There's no sound from his end, right? Because now it's yeah. recording everything we say right now, right? Got so it. this is Miguel. I don't think this is his first tournament. Ooh, this was, was yeah. Was that like an armbar so, so, attempt right there? Well. Like what we it. could do is we can go back. He does well. He's doing well in the girls' league. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we can go back. I can click back and I can go back by frame. I can go one frame. I can go really slow. I can go back X amount of frames. Now I can also say something like this. I can go, well, his arm was in the wrong place. And I can indicate what I'm talking about to oh, the right. user. You're smiling. You like this. This is good stuff, right? No, I, right? Just, I just like that. Like he went for the attack. You know? <laughs> my, my cousin Devin, he, he's, he's, um, he does that shit all the time. That, that little <laughs> sit down arm bar flying thing. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. So let's go back there. So we're going to go here. He went for an inside trip. Okay. We do this all the time. He needed for, you know, right. You need to get that leg a little further over the head, kind of lock it yeah. over the head by the shoulder. Uh, so he, that's, that's what it. he was going for. We work that all the time at our gym. Gotcha. You know, kind of, you're in that Oma. You can also go for the Oma Plata right after that. So go ahead. Right, you, so, feel so. free to comment. All right. You could, we, we're telling him you're doing this right. You're doing this wrong. I'm going to defer right. to you as the black belt. So I, I want you to commentate a little <laughs> bit more if you can. I, gotcha. I'll, I'll, I'll be the source of comedy. Uh, I mean, okay. So I don't know what just happened there. Right, so again, so we can go back. What as the pro, I can, I can go back. There you go. Right. Yeah. So we can Let's go back. Grips, excuse me. Bro. So I can go back. So now I don't What tournament love, is this? Um, this is an IBJJF, but I don't remember which one this is, to be honest. God, I think this was, looks... this might've been the last Orlando, all right, all right, uh, Orlando right. event. I'm not 100% sure. Now I definitely It looks so strange love... backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love being, I, I'm not very flexible and I'm don't like getting stacked. I got, you know, I got the gut. So I don't tech, I don't usually like to find, I, I probably would have let go of this a little bit earlier. What what would you suggest he does here? I mean, he should be right. He should be trying to push uh, him back and getting on top here. But I don't know why. Like this this arm right here. Why did he didn't grab the sleeve and then turn yeah. into the omoplata? Okay. The heel right, to so the they're head out of bounds. Yeah. The heel to the head is cool. It's, I mean, that's always cool, bro. So <laughs> he's mixing yeah, strikes but, in there. You know, but you got to <laughs> do it slick, right? You can't you can't like strike him, but you know. All right. So All right. back. All right, so Miguel, your stance, right? I I wouldn't suggest standing so high like that because if you go against a wrestler, he's going to double leg you into yeah. the stance. Okay, agree. All right, and then this right here, it's like you. Okay, so I see he. Okay, he's setting that shit up again. Okay, stop and think. Just out of bounds again. Okay. Are you a guard puller? Hell no. Do you like that? <laughs> I know uh, they they have this shirt that says uh, anti guard puller guard puller club. <laughs> That's me, 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't like pulling guard, but I also like leg lock. So, you know, it's like, I like, I'd rather wrestle So, I mean, you, you got to pull guard. Lock, so. You can pull guard, grab the leg, right? I mean. I mean, like, if he's a better wrestler than me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull guard. But I don't like it. Okay, so. He has that leg up. See, you'd be my all mind, that, you'd be all mind, over that leg right here. Yeah, because my mind goes straight to, to right. heel hooker, right? Because I'll, I'll grab under there and then try to kill in the K guard and do backside 50 50. Like, you know, but you can't do that in the geese. So that's where my mind went. But, uh, all right. So, what's he trying to he, set up here? I think he's trying to kind of set up a sweep, which I I watched it one time. I'm not sure if he, he actually gets it here. Okay, good. So, he's trying to pull his posture down because that dude's posturing up pretty high. Okay. There you go. There Boom. It is. See now that dude, see he was thinking heel hook too. You saw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they could do heel hook no, at they this can't. level. No, no, you can't do it in the well, gi. And, and and now it's only brown and black anyway. Yeah, but you can't do it in the gi. Yeah. Period. Oh, you if can't you do, even do. Oh, really? Yeah, this is not okay. prison rules. Okay. Bro, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pass. Okay. Uh, 
Miguel, I'm gonna need you to get your dick to the mat when you when you get inside control. <laughs> like I know this is taught, you know what I mean? It's taught yeah. a lot, but he's, actually, he can, that's not in our gym. That's not taught. Like we usually have one leg extended. Um, usually, I mat. mean, it just yeah, it's kind of one leg extended and one you're connected by at least yeah. one. Because you want to feel heavy. Yeah. You know, especially in a tournament, you want to be all Annie's up on points. You just now you put your dick to the mat and you extend that leg and he's gonna get real fucking now, heavy. As, if I can say, as a big guy, yeah. If I have both of my knees attached to their body, it's because I want them to take the opportunity to roll and give me the back. I'm not nervous about them rolling away from me. Mm-hmm. So I will, it's like, it's, I'm baiting them to, that's his alert on that side. I'm baiting him to actually give me the back or try to roll. Oh, yeah. Giving yeah, them the yeah. false confidence traps. that they got can it. get, they can get out. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking like, yeah, I got, yeah. I got you. I, I totally understand yeah. that. And, you know, this is in Miguel's case. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, in, in, in the tournaments, right, I, I'm not all for, like, playing the point thing, but if you're up on points and you got them in side control like that, make them suffer, yeah. especially in the gi. <laughs> Grab a hold of that gi and fucking get all your weight on there and just make them suffer. Listen, Tire them out. Yeah. We are fight sports. You know we're under cyborg. Yeah. That is... That's a no. That that goes without saying in yeah. fight sports. That was sports. a blue belt under, yeah. under fight sports. I get it. Okay. I oh, that's see, right. I that's see, right. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. Cyborg. You know, uh, Cyborg. I, I still remember a lot of his moves in the gi. I still use them to this day. He he was he was one of pressure, uh, pressure, pressure, man. Yeah, but like all like I like the the fancy jumping around twirly shit. Like his uh the little tornado takedown. So he's here again. That looks like I mean he's going for that same sweep. Yeah, again. He's going for that sweep again. Would you be doing the same thing here at at, at blue belt level? Not saying at brown belt or nanogi. Would you would you go for both legs like that and try to go for that sweep? I mean, if it's yeah. there, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. If it's there, if they're gonna give you that, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. See, I like this. Boom, side control again. All right. So See, normally one leg, we'd have one leg extended. Yeah. And because that makes it super heavy, or yeah. you put, or you lay your head on his on the opposite See, he side got, shoulder. Yeah, he got out there See, because he, he wasn't out. heavy enough. Yeah. Or if you're gonna be up like that, and as soon as they move, you need to jump to the knee on the belly. But I like how he's trying to attack the back. See, so if he grabs a seatbelt here and then he digs that left leg in and just kind of walks forward a little bit, then he mm. could. Uh, well, but that was okay. What's going on here? I think that was a little too fast. I mean, right? Yeah. We, we talk about submission, a position before submission. So yeah. let's just kind of go back a little or bit. Some sort of control. But I mean, he's up on points like that. Yeah. But just because you're up on points, do you kind of? And you know, I love you, Miguel. It was kind of a little sloppy there. Kind of threw himself over. What what should he have, he have done differently here? Let's go back I, to the I do that there. that Gordon Ryan back take where where you. So if you go back to it, he should have had his right leg in. Nah, right. He, well, I mean, well, I'm saying he, I, like he was in the position. I like that position. Yeah, because you because you grab the seatbelt and then you stick that left leg in there and you start walking it forward. Because it opens it, it opens up his arm and he. If I can, I'm just, I'm I'm, yeah. a, I'm asking, not telling. Yeah. Here. Let's go forward. Here, he needed to get that right leg in before he. I feel like he should oh, have thrown. Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah, he should have put his right leg in before he jumps a little over bit to the lower, other side, right? Sure. Before he jumped over, and he eventually. Yeah, he got a little excited. Yeah, he know? got a little excited. The guy got roll. There was. I say this every day. I got this from Kenny. Space is bad. Space is. Very There's a lot bad. of space here. Yeah, he got space. up. He threw himself over. Yeah. Kind of slightly detached from him right there at that point. 
You, you know what would have been cool? He needed to be a little bit tighter on him. Yeah. You know what would have been cool if he went to the, since, you're, you know, Cyborg's guys doing the owl. I don't know what the owl is. You guys what don't is, know the owl? No, I don't know. The, I mean, I might know the move. I don't, I've never heard it's anybody call it an owl. Move, but you grab the top of the, the, the collar of the gi and you grab the belt and you and jump you on the up. back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, you sit no. there perched like an owl and then, yeah. you, then you jump up and pull oh. and then shoot your hooks in. Yes. I've seen I love that move many that. times. Yeah. yeah. I love doing that. You know, yeah, who the guy from Cyborg. Yeah. I've, I've had it done to me. Yeah. <laughs> you probably did it to me. I probably did. Yes, I did. <laughs> you did do that to me. I, I know you like, purple this, belt me. This son of a bitch is just sitting yeah. hanging out on my back. All right, so this is uh, so he's in half guard right now. Okay, well, kinda. He's in some some like butterfly thing going on. So the he, bottom he's guy being butterflied. Yeah, but you know, um, let me see, Miguel. Where are you? Where are you at? So he's got 27 seconds left. I'm sure he's tired at this point. So, yeah, for sure. You know, at this point in the match. See, this point, you just you see how his leg is right there? You say, fuck it, and just drop back for a leg. <laughs> see, this guy. All right, so he's uh, trying he, to get an I, I know that he me. was, this is a couple of months ago, and he was new. He's relatively new at Blue Belt. Yeah. So no, he, he just got his Blue Belt amazing, this last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did great. He's tough. He's a tough role. He's a, Miguel is a student. Of the game of, of MMA, of UFC, of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like he's on that flow grappling. He's on flow grappling all yeah. the time, nice. shooting me stuff like, watch this. Did you see this guy's? Okay, so so that's the end of the video. But I mean, we, we're still recording, so we're still kind of talking to him. From yeah. a a Miguel as a uh, as somebody who whose video we just reviewed, he did good. Yeah, for sure. As a tool, I think this is an amazing tool. I like this. It's it's coming. It's evolving. I know that Alex told me, Alex from Technique told me something along the lines. I'm not quoting him, but a lot of the pros are asking like, hey, can I can I use this tool? Can I want to upload a video and like review it for my student or this and that without like I, I want access to the tool. Yeah. So I told Alex like like sometimes the business kind of steers. Yeah, you know, like tells yeah. you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's an opportunity here. Do, do I take this or do I stay with my model? So yeah. anyway. They're growing. I see that they're adding pros. I really like the tool. I've had fun. We did one Patreon, uh, one of mm-hmm. our podcast patrons. We did her video on the first episode that we had them, and now we did his. I I like it. We're gonna take. No, a, we're gonna like kind of play with it, and because it's multiple people, give mm-hmm. a little bit more of a funny take on it. But for somebody and, uh, like Robert Drysdale, who's not gonna necessarily know the person, right? He's giving a legitimate take on on the video. So yeah. okay, so let me so, just kind of show you, if I if I can. So, right, we would stop recording, and then, I'm sorry, did you want to do something well, I was else? Just tell, well, I mean, Miguel No, no, this, we're yeah. still, I mean. Yeah, so I just want to say, like, resume. you know, I, Wait, I like. On. Resume, oh, we're recording again. Oh, we're recording Yeah, let's yeah. go back into so it. So, I just want to say, like, Miguel, that was that was really good. Um, I like how you stayed calm the whole time. You didn't look like you spazzed out not once. Uh, your positional control, like, you kept going for things. You weren't, you didn't stop, but you also didn't tire yourself out. Um, and it was good. You kept attacking, and so so that was really good. I don't if, know how it, the rest one, of the day one, went. Uh, one take, one or two takeaways that you think he could improve on. I think we said the side control probably right a little yeah, bit side, heavier. Side control, especially in a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. With the points, if it's sub only, he could do that all day, right? Yeah. No problem. But with the points, you're ahead on points. You get in side control, dick to the mat, and then you then you start working from there, nice okay. and slow, and grind them out. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you stick your dick on that mat, and <laughs> I know I keep saying it, but yeah, I know, man. yeah, 
But like when you it's get a family show, now, but that's okay. That's just sticking <laughs> dick. Sticking dick in the back. Hey, um, when you when you get all that pressure on their on their chest and they're trying to push you off and stuff, it's very little energy from you to just you know yeah. stay on top of them. So you know, just a little bit more grindy. Okay. You know, stick your head in like you know on his face over here. Yeah, you know, pressure, shoulder pressure. pressure, 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 pressure when you're passing. Okay. Just to get them tired. All right. Sub only do all that other stuff, but just all get right. them tired. But okay, awesome match. And thank you for letting us use your video, Miguel. We yeah, love you. You remember. All right, so we're gonna stop recording. I could preview it and play this back to like I could preview now and see what we said. Yeah. yeah. In this case, I'm just gonna do it the publish. So it'll publish here. It's uploading the video. Now it's going to leave my analysis tab. Mm -hmm. I would get paid for that if we, you know, uh, Alex uploaded this for us. But if uh, yeah. if uh, if Miguel would have uploaded this and paid for it, right, it would now pay us. And it would be gone from my analysis tab as a review video. So, number one, love the tool. Yeah, that's awesome. Number two, any of our listeners, anyone, if you want to upload, we're going to do what we did here with Miguel. We're actually going to review your video. The occasional video, not every single video, and it even says it in our profile, but the occasional video we're going to choose and we're going to actually do it just like we did today. Uh, so not only will you get the published video that we send back to you through Technique, but we'll actually also have you on the show. So, um, so we have an official yeah. Technique segment. Yes, we do. Nice. Every once in a while. Probably, nice. you know, we're, we're up to recording three times a month, so at least once a month we're, we're going to do this. That's so pretty cool. I appreciate their support. I love the tool. I love... Having sponsors that I'm actually gonna like, like and use, <laughs> you know, it's better when you actually use it or you like it. Yeah, so yeah. that's even better. Uh, so anyway, you know, that's our technique review for the for this episode. We're gonna let you guys go. I'm Uncle Milty BJJ on IG. Drew underscore Phoenix. Give the gym out as well. Oh, and at A and M BJJ. All right, guys, we appreciate you hanging out. We love you guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Os. Peace. <laughs>